I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. They want benign indifference. They want us drugging. We could be pets. We could be food. But all we really are is livestock. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. The world needs a wake-up call. We're going to phone it in. And welcome to the Great Deception Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. Thanks for joining me. Today, we have a the first part of a two-part series uh, that I did with Ryan Dean of the Dangerous World Podcast. Um, I've been on this document for a while now. Um, I originally saw it on Jason Burmis's show and he was uh, talking about it and I'm like, what is this thing? So I went and looked it up and it was a, uh, it's a NASA document from 2001. It's a presentation and it's called Future Strategic Issues slash Future Warfare and then in brackets circa 2025. So this is their forecast from 2001 to what they see happening in 2025. Now, as you know, anything with NASA, you kind of got to hedge your bets. Look at it with a little air of, uh, of caution. Because as we look into this, who NASA was working with this on this project with is more troubling. Um, and again, they always, you know, turn this into a joke and, and say that, you know, this is just a simulation. This is just based on trends that we see. Right. We see how their trends go, right? Like like uh, Event 201, Agenda 2030, you know, things like that. That they, they seem to be going well. But this right here is interesting because this is one, is this really the government foretelling us, you know, that they're going to wage war? not only abroad, but against their own citizens. That's the scary part of this, because this technology not only can be used against a quote-unquote enemy, but it can be used against a domestic enemy, or just anyone domestically, right? Is is this the technology, or are they trying to bring in, like, you know, kind of like an end times, or or the next era, I should say, because that is one of the things that they did go through in this was that there were different iterations of um, of the document, you know, and there are different eras that we go through here that, that we're talking about. And uh, some of them, it really, it's 
you know, you see it. But the one that really raised an alarm to me was you, you look at what they have and we go from the industrial era, which they have ideally going from 1800, possible last reset, until 1950. And then in 1950, they have the IT era till about 2020. And then guess what? What comes in in 2020? The bio-nano era. Again, folks, this was in 2001. And what did they introduce in 2020 that would lead us to believe we're in the bio-nano era? That's what's scary. Okay, so that's what we're going to go over here. Ryan and I did did a, uh, some deep dives on this stuff, uh, going through it at least. You know, we, we went through all 113 slides of this presentation. You can go out there and find it. It's a PDF from Dennis Bushnell, who, again, is another lifetime NASA guy, over 50 years in NASA. Um, and he's one of those guys, he's like, yeah, I played the game, but I played it my own way, by my own rules. You know, he's he's one of those... Guys, it just gives you the, the heebie-jeebies when you think about them. One of those parasite types. But what's interesting about this document, okay, we're going to talk about psi war, psychological warfare, a lot. They're going to hear the terms bio, nano, a ton. You're going to look at them transitioning to robotics, IT, AI, things like that. Okay, drones. You're going to hear the term swarm a ton. That's their, their, it seems like their next age of weapons is swarm technology. And one of the things that I found interesting is they repeatedly mentioned the limitations of humans and how the, these robots and these, these, this technology will not have these limitations. We're just basically eaters, useless feeders at this point. Now, what kind of weapons are we talking about? Well, we're talking about microwave weapons, radio frequency weapons, chemical weapons, bio weapons, and nano weapons. They talk about things like smart dust to give you an idea of how small they think they can weaponize these particles. There's something they talk about in this called the CNN syndrome, okay, where they are going to you know that's one of the things they have to work around is this cnn syndrome right it's a risk to them any bad pr right they do they they can't have pr so what do they have to do they have to make sure they in future warfare minimize casualties right and they're going to have to do things remotely using drones and we saw how well that worked with with drones in the obama era Right, 90 to 95% of deaths were civilians. Okay, and think about, you know, this is pre-CNN now. This is CNN in 2001 when they were on, you know, somewhat legitimate news, so to speak, back then. Um, but, you know, they're talking about serious psychological warfare. And that's something you hear over and over again. So I want you to enjoy this. This is part one of two. Um, part two will be coming out very shortly within the next week. Um, and when you're listening to this, remember, any weapon they create for a domestic enemy, they can use on, or for a foreign enemy, they can use domestically. 
And that's what's scary about this stuff. This technology can be used on you and I as United States citizens without our knowledge, against our will. And they even debate legality in this. So with that said, one last thing to remember. Our buddy, our great leader of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, he keeps warning us of what? The big cyber attack. Okay, and that's something that's mentioned in here also, is the attack on the critical infrastructure, things like that, by, by different means, whether it's a uh, EMP, whether it's some sort of um, radio frequency or microwave, or even some sort of physical bomb attack. So be on the lookout. Again, I want you to, I want you to listen to this, not in a fear porn type manner. This, this isn't meant to scare you. This is meant to let you know again, okay, here's what they were planning in 2001. Okay, and let you know that we know some of what they're planning to do. And these exercises tend to come to fruition. So am I saying this is the end of the of times? No, I'm just saying they are telling you right now we are moving into the bio nano tech era. And they had this planned in 2001. They were talking about it. And you know they've been planning it much longer than that. But some interesting things they point out in here. Distance learning, okay, and how they're going to web-based distance learning is going to, uh, you know, remove the underclasses of America and it's going to, you know, it's going to stabilize the world population, which is 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 a polite way of saying population control. Okay, so there's a little bit of all that in this episode. I want to thank Ryan for doing this with me. Um, I brought this presentation over to him like, hey, bud, I'm like, I, I've been dying to do this thing, but I'd, l- I'd love to work with you. And of course, as he always does, he's more than happy to help out and uh, always love working with the guy. He has a, a great way of looking at things and we look at things a lot differently. So looking at something like this was a lot of fun, seeing it from from both of our perspectives and both of our interpretations of what they're talking about. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, And like I said, this is part one. Part two will be coming out shortly. With that said, enjoy the show. Ryan, my man, what's going on? Not much, dude. This is some crazy, uh, crazy stuff that you got me looking into here. Yeah, I, I've I've seen it once or twice before. I know Jason Burmis has been talking about this document for years. Um, and this is a crazy NASA-led, of course, document from 2001. Uh, it's a presentation uh, by Dennis Bushnell, who uh, he's like the longest chief scientist over at nasa and he's been there for over 50 years so and and even he himself said about himself he goes i've I've played the game but by my own rules 
So nice. If that gives you any indication of his character. There's there's Mr. Dennis Bushnell, and he's he's actually a graduate of uh, over here at the University of Connecticut. So that that was pretty interesting. But what Shady. he's doing here is they they put together in, in typical NASA or uh, uh, all the meeting of the minds. They put together this presentation. And it's called F- Future Strategic Issues and Future Warfare, circa 2025. Now, this was from 2001 uh, that the presentation took place. Now, initially, it was uh, not public. It was leaked to the public. So this document, and it, but it has been confirmed through other documents that it is legitimate and that this presentation has taken place. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, dude, I was looking into it and it is very, very weird. There, as we'll see here, there's some agencies that I had to look into myself just like briefly, just to see who these people are. And you get a real good vibe that they're not up to anything good over there at the Nazi space administration. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, anytime I hear those four letters, my, my, the hair on back of my neck stands up. I'm like, oh shit, what are they up to now? Or what are they trying to sell me now? They're like that, you know, the, that uh oh, what are they called the people that come the jehovah's that come to your door like <laughs> yeah. they, they just figure enough times they're gonna get you to cave and, and believe them and i'm like no no more nasa i can't believe you go away well and you know what's interesting too man is an organization like nasa putting something like this together you'd think that it would be the cia or it would be some organization that has more to do with what these other agencies kind of follow suit with NASA, you think of space, you think of the fake pictures that they take of all the planets, you know, all the composites that they do and space travel. But I was thinking about this, dude, and and it's weird that recently you said that this was a 2001 presentation recently leaked out Um, right around that time, man, is when you started seeing NASA shirts in Walmarts and all over the place like this. Right. So you see all these social justice warriors wearing NASA shirts right around this time dude like so is this program well, to get like the younger generation into what nasa is doing and i'll tell you as as a parent of a young child who's under 10 and going through the you know the cartoon phase mm-hmm. the infant toddler young child cartoons are laden with two things space and dinosaurs and and yeah. it just you know and that's definitely the influence of NASA who you know that goes back to the ties with Disney and and it, which is tied to CIA so they're all you know bedfellows so to speak but yeah you're absolutely right we have seen especially in the last decade the push of NASA to the forefront almost like the this brand yeah because I, I I really feel like a lot of the other stuff. They're at that point where they're about to be exposed. You know, they they they're the magician who got caught and now they got him pinned up against the wall and they're getting ready to get punched in the face. And, you know, so they're they're pulling out anything they can last stops to try and get things to turn in their favor. And and they're going to use technology as this uh, little presentation illustrates. Well, and there's something so powerful about the branding, dude, like the because uh, you can't think of a time. NASA has been around forever. Walmart's been around forever. They just start selling the clothes, dude. And that that to me is really interesting. You know, it's branding, right? It's it's just branding. 
You know, when are the COVID t-shirts going to hit the uh, Walmarts, dude? You know what I mean? I think I'm making the first uh, World Tour COVID shirt. So I, hopefully we can get those in Walmarts. You know what I'm saying? Dude, we got to get your uh, government is a virus. That is a Walmart shirt through and through. Right, dude? If, if you we think about the Walmart there. crowd, they are not pro or they Prior to this, they were not pro-government. Now, yeah, they're all masked up, triple mask gloves. Then <laughs> they're like they're like ready in line for their next one. It's like, oh man, come on. Yeah, dude. There was a my my dad actually cracked me up when we went to Walmart when the whole pandemic started back in March 2020 when the lockdowns were going on and masks were hard to come by. We went into a Walmart together with my little sister too, and they were selling masks with the American flag on them, and it said like freedom on the masks. And my dad pointed that out and he was like, that's bullshit that they're that they're promoting these mask wearing things as freedom. So How about it, the it's ones just kind of goofy. Dude. Yeah, the ones that say, like, don't tread on me. Like, are, are you kidding me? You have the a mask? mask on your face covering your mouth. Come on, man. Wake up. Don't tread on me unless it's for my safety. Yeah. Yeah. Two A all the way. You know, like, come on, guys. These, these things aren't for slogans like these aren't advertising. And. Think about all the people that made so much money off them. Well, dude, the reason that there was a shortage was because Bezos had had or Amazon, I should say, had the had all those blue masks. And um, I don't want to give too much away about this episode that I did with Ghost yesterday from my third eye. But we talked with one of his buddies and there's there's like uh, straight Morgellons and stuff in this. And when we actually talk about how or, or his friend Ghost friend talks about how you can cleanse the Morgellons out of your body with just a simple household ingredient. I'm not going to give it away here because I don't want to step on ghost toes. He's going to release that episode first, but it's a, it's an interesting, interesting concept. I actually went out and bought this shit today. So I might talk about it on my Patreon or something, but yeah, and I've had, I know we got a lot to get into. I've had people offer me those and I'm like, no way, not touching one of those things. I'll leave, I'll leave wherever I have to be before I put one of those blue diapers on my face. I don't know what's in it. Yeah, dude, it's a problem, man. When you see everybody wearing those things, you know, and and I actually bought the cloth mask. I'm not proud to admit it. I saw a mask uh, that I was wearing from uh, Walmart, the the gators that you pull up over your face that were 20 bucks at the beginning. Now they're $4. You can buy the same ones for $4. So I bought two of them. So bullshit. (laughs) Could have got 10. Yeah, seriously. Bargain shop. All right, let's get into this. So yeah, man. What? Yeah. Overall, you looked a lot into the agencies, right? Not a lot because there's so damn many, as you'll see. No, no, no. I mean, look into them. Yeah, because I I was more interested in the, you know, just the overall idea of what it what are they up to, you know, and then you look at some of these instances and they have enacted it in the last two years. Um, Absolutely. They used this Absolutely. situation, they used the pandemic to be able to institute some of these and hoping, you know, by a wing and a prayer that they could push even further. And we'll get into that, whether it's nanotech in your body or in your brain, it's mind blowing stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be uh, it's something that I think and and what. I have to obviously share the link for people to go through and scroll through the entire presentation. Cause if we were going to really give this the time that it deserved in full, this would be like a 12 hour episode. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to dissect all the agencies, talk about the shady people involved with each agency, 
the terminology yeah. alone, you know, I was, I had, I had to Google some terms that, that are thrown around in this PowerPoint and full disclosure, I didn't get through the entire thing, but I know for a fa- I glossed over the whole thing. And I know that I can comment on every single thing being said in here because it's all, like you said, about what's going on today. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. And for any of you interested, what you can really do is just go out to DuckDuckGo and put Dennis Bushnell circa t- 2025 and, uh, and, and you'll find it. And, and what it is, is it, it's a 113 slide PDF file um, and we'll run you through it right now. So we got, we got the, uh, the, just to the title, you know, uh, the, one of the interesting things that caught my eye here was they say capabilities of the enemy after next, which, you know, when you think enemy after next, that's never ending war, right? They're always mm-hmm. looking for that next threat that, you know, assuming there's always someone chasing you. It's, it's a bit of paranoia. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's very interesting. And it, they make it seem as the presentation goes on, they make it seem like the enemy may not be human. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's between the enemy or the beings, right? The people in charge. It makes you really, really wonder. Yeah. So we'll, we'll move on to the next slide, which is slide two, which just gives us the overview of bots, Borgs, and humans. Welcome you to 2025 AD. Now, here we go. This, these are all the groups that were collaborated with. And for those of you listening, it is two columns worth of, for the most part, three to four letter acronyms uh, of agencies. And I will be upfront. I didn't look at them all. And thankfully, that's why Ryan and I worked together. Well, he did dig into these. So Ryan, I'll let yes. you have this slide right now. Yeah, man, I didn't look into every single one of them because there's some that we have heard of. SOCOM is a really popular one. Um, Jaywalk, uh, CIA, obviously, FBI, ONI, uh, DARPA, everyone's favorite. But um, I looked through mostly the ones that are actual, like when there's there's names involved, Australian DOD, that kind of speaks for itself. Now, there were some of these that I couldn't even really find. Like we mentioned before we started recording EB, what the fuck is that? I mean, there's nothing really concrete about just EB. Um, and the first one here, admittedly, this is an interesting one where the only thing that I could find that even made any sense was the West Virginia Air National Guard. So looking into this USAF NWV, uh, and the reason that they would be choosing them, uh, if these folks are activated to federal service, the wing is uh, gained by United States Air Force Air Mobility Command, and they've been active in uh, the war on terror since their inception. And their motto is Mountaineer Pride Worldwide. So it gives you that New World Order vibe right off the bat. Mountaineer Pride Worldwide. You know what I mean? Um, next one, USAF 2025, group of mid-level officers tasked with taking global social and technological issues and simulating stressful situations to prepare the Air Force for future warfare scenarios. Getting a little bit of that future warfare stuff going on. Jump in anytime you have any, anything to, to say, Matt. Um, National Research Council. Uh, they help improve public policy, understanding, and education in matters of science, technology, and health. Uh, they, Army they after are, next. They are the propaganda wing of this, Yeah. Uh, I could see that for sure. Yeah, because I mean, and, and it's you, you hear tech over and over again. 
Um, the public policy would absolutely be the propaganda stuff being pushed. Um, you mentioned enemy after next. This army after next is another thing, too. Um, intended to be more than a technology-based strategy for future land warfare. It, it's a uh, holistic framework designed to reshape methods for the conduct of all future U.S. Army operations. And they're sponsored by none other than the RAND Corporation. RAND Corporation is a very interesting organization that, uh, I mean, it's kind of, it's very tied in with the CIA. Um, do you know much about the RAND Corporation yourself? No, I don't. I, I, I get the Blackwater vibe from them. It, it's i mean you're not far off dude brand corporation they were kind of predictively programming fentanyl into our into our you know hive minds so to speak before this thing came out saying that you know fentanyl is worse than any nuclear weapon yet they let it come through from china and all these things um yeah rand is an evil evil organization uh pretty pretty interesting stuff that they're up to acom joint futures uh is that our next one here yeah yep um Army Futures Command. So they're just literally modernizing the U.S. Army. When they say modernizing, you can think that they're futurizing it. So um, SSG of the CNO. And it's interesting how they list it there. It's actually backwards. It's the Chief of Naval Operations of Strategic Studies Group. uh, And they were tasked with finding revolutionary naval war methods that aren't accepted by the Navy or the government. Keyword there is not accepted. Okay. So they're finding... Dirty ass ways to fight wars on the naval front. Um, so they have great potential by the government standards, but they're not endorsed. Okay. So they're not, this is not an official organization, yet it's listed right here uh, as a participating organization. So this is, this is much like the Blackwater, uh, you know, Abu Ghraib type shit that they're up to here. Contract. Uh, yep. Exactly. Exactly, dude. Um, so there's just a couple more here that I wanted to draw attention to as far as like what we're what we're dealing with. But the DSB, OK, um, the DSB was founded in 1956 uh, Defense Science Board. They're part of the Department of Defense, and they set up a committee to report to the Department of Defense regarding scientific and technological matters. Um, SBCCOM back in 1998, they were founded Soldier and Biological Chemical Command focused on development response and uh, safe handling of chemical weapons. So shady, shady stuff. This could be where the vaccine kind of comes into play. That's why the uh, SBCCOM uh, is, is included in this. DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, we all know them. Uh, AF, uh, AFSOC, Air Force Special Operations Command worldwide development with regional specialization so they're all over the damn place but they focus on what they're doing in every area and the last one that i really looked into here was stic the southern tier independent center so this one was weird okay the uh, the stic was another one where it's like is this actually the right one and as you scroll through it does sure seem like this could be what they're referring to here but the main main thing that comes up under stic is the Southern Tier Independent Center, and they actually help people with disabilities find employment. Now, why would they be involved in this? It's because what we're doing here, what they're talking about, is if someone's arm gets blown off or if someone's you know mentally or physically challenged in any way after war or after any kind of event that takes place, um, 
these kind of agencies would be helping them kind of integrate back into the workforce. So again, not 100% sure if this is the correct STIC, but that was the only one that actually made sense with what's going on here. And that'll make more sense as we go on. But that was the main main stuff that I looked into for these organizations. Yeah. And, and, and the ones that stick out like a sore thumb are DARPA, the DIA, yeah. the CIA, the FBI, and then you get into uh, JFCOM, which is the Joint uh, Forces Com. And, and that's when you start getting into these high-level groups all working together. And when you get that, amazingly, when they run these quote-unquote exercises, they tend to take fruition. It's just a matter of when. Well, dude, you know, I found it really interesting that the SES wasn't part of this. Um, the SES is I did an episode on the Patreon actually about them. Um, they're Obama's alleged secret army left behind. It's like 8,000 people that Obama appointed 8,000 in total, but he appointed about 6,000 of them uh, in his eight year period and likely probably getting more, more people involved as well. But the SES are the people that branch from the federal government down to the the private workforce, right? Or the the public workforce, so to speak. So, you know, you've heard of NGOs and things like that? Yep, the, the non-government SES, agencies, yeah. Yes, sir. So the, the SES is the bridge between the non-government agencies and the government. So it's a really, really Cold War type vibe that they give. Um, supposedly, these guys can be like deputized just by like the president saying that they're deputized. And they have like ungodly abilities to like screw your life up if they want to. And there's about 8,000 of them right now. Oh, that's it. But they're and not part does, of this. And that doesn't even count the 10,000 plus that are involved in the signature reduction program, which, you know, that that's a whole nother show topic to go over, which is all these, you know, soldiers with no identity basically running around oh, wow. and they have free run of, and, and basically, you know, get out of jail free cards wherever they go. So interesting, very interesting times to say the least. Is that tied in with Obama as well? Or is that a different president? Uh, That's been in the last decade. They've been building that up. Interesting. Yeah, I think it was, I think it kind of, there was like a, uh, uh, either a news story last year uh, in Newsweek or something that broke it. And, and I mean, it's crazy stuff where these people have essentially fake hand, you know, rubber hands that they put on and they perspire and every give off oils. So the fingerprints, they can put anyone's fingerprint on there. Um, they have masks, prosthetic masks and such. So they have, you know, the ultimate disguises. Damn, that's dope. I didn't even yeah. know about them. Yeah, we'll have to look into that one, too. It's yeah, it's called Signature Reduction. It's a real interesting program they're running right now. I love that kind of stuff. But yeah, OK, let's let's move on here. So here's what NASA here is. Their purpose of this presentation is just to incite thought and discussion. Hardly. Uh, it's based in all cases upon existing data, trends, analysis, technology. No pixie dust, <laughs> which is interesting because we were talking about pixie dust, which is a totally different program. But uh, it is fits in with all this stuff. And then well, yeah, uh, they're, what they're. Sorry to cut you off, but what they're trying to say is like, this is like concrete technology, existing data, trends, analysis, technologies, none of the pixie dust, meaning this, this product, this, this service, I guess you may be able to call it that it was, it's a dust that comes from pig bladders that, um, 
essentially what they're trying to do this has been in the works at least since 2010 and if a soldier or just a civilian i would assume gets a limb or a digit blown off you can rub this dust on that wound and it literally will grow back their limb or their extremity and i think that this is where the the graphene oxide comes into play dude this is where like you know if you if you rub some sort of gel or dust on a metallic substance or a metallic human they may be able to like you know obviously uh you know grow a limb like that that's some crazy gi joe stuff man i saw that in cartoons growing up and now it's taken fruition that's wild predictive programming dude crazy ah oh, yeah and then and they just want to give you a broader perspective of uh, developments and issues. So here we start getting into the utilization and application of this post-2025 projections. So we're looking here, inputs to future warfighting concepts and developments, enemy after next and blue, which, you know, you think about the enemy after next concept is, is never ending war. Um, and, uh, Basically, what this is going to do is is give us ways to remove humanity from the war and basically make it a cyborg war uh, or a nano war in 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 essence, um, something you'd see out of a futuristic cartoon almost. Uh, and then you know, well, there's not really much else that intrigues me on this page. How about you, Ryan? uh no uh just inputs to the dod and r&d planning that's obviously you know they're trying to get their kickbacks right there yep um was this the no yeah no not this page but i think it's the next one the heads up and and all this stuff is just all yeah that's one of those fluff pages but this is an interesting one because it says you know one of the assumptions is politics can and does change overnight and we've seen that Uh here firsthand But the countries they give examples of are Russia, Iran, Iraq, and Pakistan. You know, the usual suspects that they like to to pull out whenever they need a a enemy, so to speak. Dude, that's a really fun acronym right there, too. RIP. Yeah. But then look right here. It says potential capabilities is the future warfare issue. Not who, but what. So they're they're saying it's going to happen. You know, they, they well, need. Inter- go, Sorry, ahead. go ahead. Oh, I, what I was going to say, it's interesting how they capitalize certain letters because it's almost like, you know, for the people that are viewing this PowerPoint that are within NASA, it's like an unspoken rule, like potential capabilities is the future of warfare issue. Not but uh, for not who, but what, you know what I mean? It's like the what is capitalized. It's like, you know, capabilities are capitalized. It's like that they're they're telling the people viewing the presentation without causing too much chatter and be like, okay, yeah, we're talking about capabilities here, emphasis on capabilities, emphasis on what, not who. It's a they they have secret languages, dude, and I know that you're all about that word magic and you're all about like you know what what words can mean, but dude, there's something to the capitalization of certain words. It's emphasis. Yep, exactly. It's emphasis. They put, they want to draw you to those words. And that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly what they're doing here. They're letting you know that we have capabilities and that it's not who, but what, and they're going to show you what they're going to tell you what they, they're, they're painting a picture for you here. Now we get, this one is interesting here. We need to plan differently is, is what they're suggesting. The world is in the throes of triple exponential IT, 
bio nano technological revolutions, which we are in right now in the throes of deeply changes occurring at scales of months. Okay. So what they're telling you here is things that used to take us decades to do. Now we can do in a matter of months, things that took us months to do, we can do in a matter of hours. So the, 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 the old adage, you know, they have technology that's, you know, 20 years ahead, 40 years ahead. That's yes. And they have the capability now to not only produce it, but manufacture it. This is where AI comes in eventually too. If like, cause what's to say that if things that, that used to be done in decades are now being done in months, well, when are the decades going to be done in minutes or seconds? You know what I mean? And this is when technology just really, gives us the shaft yep yeah and that's that's basically what they're they're giving you subtle hints in here as to what's going to happen and again it's it's we talk about it that predictive programming that uh you know and it's not all evil so to speak right i mean there is some technology in here that could improve a lot of people's lives but there's also some stuff that's thrown in here that when you look at it like this okay so this is one of my favorite slides in the presentation. It's called Spaceship Earth. Again, all capitalized. And it's uh, said, oh, you would like this shit, dude. This is so dark. It gets dark right here, too. It's well, because they're telling you what this is what they're doing to us. They are telling yeah. you this is what we are doing to you, and we're gonna fix it. This is yeah, how crazy yeah. these people are. Like they think they they were we're that dumb that we don't understand what they're telling us. They're telling us, okay, so here here's what they're saying. On Spaceship Earth, the crew, which would be us, humanity, are a basically and it's it's itemized, plundering the ship's supplies. So basically, we're just eating up all their supplies that they've gathered. We are tinkering with the temperature and life support controls of Earth. We're not the ones spraying chemtrails in the sky. We're not the ones mass polluting. I mean, some of the biggest polluters in the world are the military industrial complex. Yet they're going to bang me for my pretty fuel efficient car and my house, which put out nothing. I mean, a cow farts more. It hurts the environment than what, what my impact on the environment. But they're going to tell well, you the volcanoes do the volcanoes. And then the EU just made it so that uh, yachts and private jets are exempt from the carbon exempt. emissions that are yeah. going on. So it just it's, it's, it's insane. Bullshit. And they're going to fly around yeah. on their private yachts. Right. Or, uh, not private yachts, private jets, you know, well, private yachts, too. You know, that's yeah. the thing Well, you you hit the yachts. It's just the jets. It's just all. Uh, and so back to this, you know, the, the crew, we're still looking for an instruction manual. We're still looking for you, daddy to tell us what we're supposed to do. How are we supposed to make this work? I mean, come on, mm-hmm. guys. We don't need your help. If they if they went away, society would flourish. But dude, this is the idea, Matt, of like, you know, how did women and, and couples have children before the uh, how to raise your child books came about? Yep. You know what I mean? And then it wasn't until those books came when those books came out. People started worrying about SIDS and they started worrying about all these things. You know, is my is my kid healthy? Is he going to be awkward when he grows up because he's examining these things? And then they cater to that, making the kid awkward, making the kid weird instead of just letting the kid be a kid, maybe maybe messing up a little bit. You know, everyone messes up, but kids are resilient as hell, man. And they still grow up and they they, they turn out to be the person that they would be. But that's exactly what it is. But on a global scale right there. Yep. Now, this one. 
This one's the best. Engaging in bloody skirmishes in every corner of the vessel. Who is the war machine? It's not you and I. It's not most of the crew of Spaceship Earth. It is at the beck and call of the same people that are providing you this presentation right here. All those, you know, three-letter agencies we just looked at, they make a hell of a lot of money when we go to war, right? Well, don't tell me it's the banking cartels that are doing this. It's it's people, Matt, it's you and me, and it's people like us that just want to kill each other. It's good. Oh, I just that have bloodlust, you know? I just, yeah. Yeah. It's good that we're not talking in person because we'd be killing each other, literally. <laughs> we would be stabbing each other in the side as we present this just because it would <laughs> fill our thrill. But it's it's uh, it's it's amazing they, the, the, <laughs> the balls on them to say this. And then last but not least, they're going to throw in the population numbers, increasing the size of the crew by two million per week so we're just like rabbits and we are reproducing way too much Mm. and they're gonna have the solution okay so we're at humans have quote-unquote taken over yeah yeah, this was my favorite (laughs) and you go ahead take it man no I, i mean it's just it's fascinating yeah humans have taken over and if you if you view the world from a biblical perspective or some sort of religious perspective like a lot of people do this world was built for humans. And I tend to believe that it's built for humans more than it's built for lions or it's built for uh, gerbils or bugs or whatever. Um, but yeah, humans have taken over and vastly shortened evolution of the planet. Okay. Uh, global warming, again, caused by the politicians, caused by the elite, not the poor people. Uh, pollution, deforestation. What happens with deforestation? Who does most of the deforestation, dude? Is it you and me? Is it poor people? It's fucking corporate. Right. Go go watch the movie Avatar. That is a documentary. That's true, dude. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, dude. Like, you know, uh, who's got James Cameron, man? I mean, this guy is is part of what's going on in the freaking, you know, he knows what's up. And yeah, you're right, dude. That is a, a straight documentary, it seems, especially what we're seeing now. I do like how they throw China under the bus now. Uh, cause China is asshole. They've been a real <laughs> asshole lately. So huge public work, quote unquote, the three gorges dam, um, China benefits massively from the three gorges dam. It's going to be much more, uh, catastrophic to the earth and to mankind when that dam breaks. Um, but obviously they get something out of it. Um, now these are bullet points of the planet. Now this is of the human species, uh, genomic design and repair. Um, and then uh, mind children. And there's this interesting, there's a book written by this Moravec. Um, did you check that out at all? Yeah, I looked at it a little bit. I was more interested with that genomic design and repair. And that sounds a lot like the medical procedure that people are taking today with the mRNA technology. Yeah. Where they're looking to get technology into the human species any way that they can, whether, and that's basically what they're going to show you in this too, is that they have multiple options and avenues that they could go down to get their technology into you. And, and on the mind, the mind children one, that one was, was interesting because, you know, we always talk about children initially are so in, in a sense grounded, but they're not, you know, they're, they're so in tune with the earth and in tune with frequencies that us as adults who have been indoctrinated and beat down through time, lose um, that ability. 
or lose touch with that ability. It's still there. Um, and yeah, the mind children one was an interesting one as well. Yeah. Well, dude, and that's the thing. Um, the, the GMOs, we see that in food, that's essentially the same thing. And then the genomic repair, not only the design, but the repair, that's that pixie dust. You know what I mean? So these people have either a really Machiavellian way at viewing things or just operating, or they, they see themselves as part of the cancer on earth too. I don't know which it is truly. I really don't. See, I think they like playing God. You know, I like, I think they like toying with the creation, you know, and, 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 and being, you know, in, in a sense, they are the Satan, right? And, and that's the way Satan came around. It's El Satan, which is the Satan. It's just the opposite, the antithesis, right? So you have the God figure and then the one who wants to overthrow the God and wants to be the God is envious of it. And I think that's where they are. They, they know they don't have the power of the creator, but they're going to do their damnedest to not only manipulate creation, but also at the same time, uh, try and see if they can be the creator, you know, and create their own better world. Yeah. And that's where you get in the last part with the cross species molecular breeding and you get into directed evolution. Directed evolution is playing God, right? They're, they're going to control the population. They're going to, they're going to uh, decide which genes can procreate. They're going to, and, and so they're going to, you know, essentially narrow down the population in a direction which they want it to go. Well, that's that directed evolution, that Maxigen Inc. There's a website um, and, and it's all about synthetic biology. Uh, their, their little tagline is synthetic uh, biology, natural. Okay. So. Uh, I don't see how you can create and how these how these psychos work, how they would create their own life and make them diverse in a way that would actually be, you know, constructive because their their view of diversity, at least for the human population right now, it's people that all look different and speak different languages, but have the same opinions. Think exactly the same. Yes. Heard, you know, that hive mentality. Yeah, creating a hive mind. It, and they, they talk about advancing uh, directed evolution with molecular breeding. So it's just all it's all just taking life, taking whatever God you may believe in, taking that, that creation and hijacking it and changing it into what they see is more perfect. Yep. OK. Next one we got is we are currently. OK, so they have 70 percent of the world's research is conducted outside of the U.S., um, and then the order of 70% of the U.S. research now commercial as opposed to government sponsored. So it looks like they would like more commercial research, more opportunity to make money rather than have to pay daddy government. Mm. Not much to this one that I found interesting. I mean, it's is what it is. Now we get here and this is kind of interesting. It's the nanotech research uh, 29% done in Europe, 28% is done in Japan, 27% is done in the US, and 16% is done in other, which I would say 15.99% of that is probably Israel. Um, yeah. But, or, or Australia probably ha- is in there too. So it might be eight and eight. They split that. But uh, I just- considered Europe, honestly, dude. You know what I mean? Australia would be probably considered like, like, um, Canada, like Commonwealth. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just found it interesting that U.S. was behind. I knew they'd be behind Japan, but I didn't think they'd be behind Europe. Well, and where's China? I mean, China's probably just sitting back. Well, that's the other thing. China's interesting in this presentation because they're presented at times and they disappear at times. And I'll show you what I mean in a minute here because they they hide them pretty well. Uh, Here we're going through the technological ages of mankind. So you go from the hunter gatherer killer groups which was bc up to about uh, 10,000 bc you get into the agricultural age of of mankind which is 10k bc up until about 1800 ad which is interesting when they they say 1800 is right where they're going to mark the end of the agricultural age and you know i do a lot of stuff on 1800 and the fact that they bang the industrial age as starting at 1800 is kind of when i see resets of old starting and you see things really change and that ties in exactly with this bringing in of the industrial revolution now when the industrial age start back from your research wouldn't this be like in the 1600s yeah i i feel like they really overstated it um yeah i i would think the agricultural age i mean yeah we're we're looking it depends though what timeline are we going off of and all that stuff too but (laughs) You know, it's okay. it's it's a crapshoot. But I, I just found it interesting that they called out 1800 here and the fact that they only gave the Industrial Revolution 150 years, which mm-hmm. I don't think the IT, I mean, IT in a sense did start in the in the 50s. But the fact that they have the IT age going from the 50s to 2020 and then the bio nano starting in 2020 with all that we know that went on in 2020 damn man these guys are nostradamus right i mean they must have had a crystal ball and what they're doing too is they're trying to portray this to normies right like like obviously they didn't intend for this to leak but all these people here are you know all the all the people in the know that are viewing this presentation as it was out back in 2000 uh 2001 you said Dude, you know, marking the IT going all the way up to 2020 and bio and nano not coming in earlier. Um, again, another oversight, in my opinion, bio and nano has been around since probably the 50s, realistically. But, you know, uh, that's military terms. But then, like, you know, becoming widely accepted by most. I'm, I think 2010, dude. I was going to say that. Yeah, they I would say even around 2000. Right. We saw sure. that. We saw 9-11. Right. There was. <laughs> there was some nanotechnology used there so definitely uh, okay well yeah you're right i mean yeah. we're going way back you're right i think this one goes back uh, i mean it even 1950 mm, it was around a little before then but hey we're gonna and virtual you know, too well All virtual the that's the metaverse right that's where they want to take us that's that's yeah. what they see as the be all end all of this is that you know we've made it through the IT age, right? So now we're tied in with the tech. Then when the bio nano age, we become the tech. And then when we're, we are the tech, we just sit in the virtual world and there you go. You live in your metaverse. And, uh, but what about the reset, Matt? When's the reset happen? What do you mean? When does the great reset happen? I was, I was laying you up perfect for the next slide. Oh, oh, sorry, dude. I was looking <laughs> at this and I'm like, yeah. Well, you look at this and, and, and exactly right. Where does it go from? We go from <laughs> the mechan- the mechanized agricultural, right? The industrial revolution to IT bio nano, where we automate the industry and agriculture. 
right? They're going to automate everything. And then you go from automating it, which we're at right now, right? We, you know, that's how we mass produce things. That's how we distribute things. Then you get into the virtual, which is the scariest idea and concept out of all of these, which is the robotization of IT, bio, nano, industry, agriculture, robots everywhere, robots doing everything. We are just taking up space in their universe. Mm. And, and that's really going to push if, yeah. you know, if you think things are, are hot right now and heated over a, a medical procedure that you choose to take or not take, imagine what it comes down to if you decide to be a robot or not. I mean, there, there's going to be, you know, there, there's going to be some all out battles over that one, because right? you're going to have to really do some damage to people to get them to cave to that one. Yeah, dude. I mean, so the way that I viewed this, if you go back to the, the previous slide really quick. Yep. You know, it, it makes it seem that, you know, they're giving you the dates here, hunter, gatherer, killer groups, whatever. And then it gets to virtual and then it resets. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. Like the, the slide goes back down and it goes back to hunter gatherer. Yep. So I feel like that was kind of like a subliminally telling you like, yeah, this is a timeline. This is where we get to. Once we get to virtual, we'll reset because something will happen because it's not it's not listing the dates again. It's not doing anything. Um, no, it's just virtual and then it's blank. Yeah. And then it goes back to hunter killer, hunter. Yep. And then we and go to the next slide and it reads off. Yep. Right. With nature provided. Right. Nature yeah. provided in quotes. You have to live off the land. And then you go to controlling nature. They're, they're just showing you the cycles. Right. And then, you know, you get mechanized agriculture. Then you get automation. Then you get robots and then it blows up and then you reset. And again. Reset. Yeah. So I, I, I was with you when I was reading that. At least I didn't catch the 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 slide switching. That was a good catch on your part, but I caught it when you know this part right here. I'm like, oh, okay. So they're telling us 2020 between 2020 2025 is going to be the next reset, or at least when they're yeah. going to try. You know, that's what you get out of this. Um, now here we get into the future technologies, right? They have three keys. They have the IT, the bio, and the nano, and Basically, what they want to do, smaller is better, right? That's the gist I got out of this. They want to go nanoparticles, nano uh, tubes, nano whatever. Um, but look it, at that carbon nanotubes, six hundred times strength to weight of steel. Well, those are supposedly what Saddam had that cued the whole weapons of mass destruction. Oh, yeah, we know that was bullshit, though, right? Oh, yeah, no, no. But what what the threat was, they didn't know that he had weapons. They knew that he had carbon nanotubes, but they didn't know what were in them. (laughs) Oh, gotcha. So that's, you know, those things have been around for quite a while. Um, But, yeah, you look at some of this stuff and you look in the IT and it's all just, you know, faster quantum computing. Um, Again, they love to rub it in your face automatic slash robotic everything and then right underneath that huge cost reductions so what they're basically telling you is is you're going to be replaced it's going to be cheaper for them so they'll still make their profits but how are you going to make a living 
Well, dude, so do you see the contradiction here? Am I missing something? Honestly, I'm genuinely asking you this. With the bio, the first thing there is lifespan doubling. If there's so many damn people on this earth and there's and we're adding too many people at a time. No, why no, would no. We want? See, you're looking at it wrong. You're looking okay. at it as of now. They're looking at it as of when they have their genetic line in okay. place. Right. Because then once they get their people around, then they want to double your lifespan. Then they, you know, because look at the line right below it. Genetic engineering before birth. That's CRISPR technology. Right. Gotcha. So what they want to do is they want to genetically create the humans or whatever we're going to call them that they want to create. And then they will double their lifespan, not ours. Ours, they want to get rid of us. They're going to pollute the shit out of us until, you know, (laughs) give us more Doritos. Dude, you're right. This is why I'm working on my PhD. And it's I love gonna, it. It's gonna, Dr. It's gonna come soon. It's gonna come soon. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, be such a dick when it comes, dude, to everybody. I'm gonna be oh, like, I hey, love you it. Gotta- you well, you can you have about as much credibility as those people who were going after uh Rogan, the 30 or 300. Did you look at any of the list of those? No. Dude, they were like they were like sociologists and stuff like they weren't even medical doctors. They were like uh, ex- they were geez. like the doctorate you're getting. So, yeah, comical. <laughs> hey, it costs 20 bucks and a thesis. I can do that. Hey, go for it. And, and this one I found interesting too. plants irrigated by seawater. So what they're going to do is they're going to find a way to utilize seawater. After all these years, we're not going to use it for cars right away but they're going to use it for our food so your our petro uh you know the livestock um you're, they're going to use it for different minerals for for terraforming which i found interesting um because yeah i i just can't see them terraforming anything i they love to destroy stuff yeah but again you know to your point uh if they're if they're doing it for themselves uh, they'll probably figure out a way to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, and the only thing I see here is over and over huge cost reductions. That's what they're looking for. That's all they care about. Yeah. Uh, so slide fifteen wasn't that interesting to me. It's just uh, except well, actually yeah. no, I'll take that back. Holiday right here. What's that? The holodex, immersive multisensory VR holodex. Yes. So let's go through these. We have uh. The first, it's a you know, it has a couple different ones. The U.S. commercial IT R and D budget is a hundred billion dollars a year, uh, is what they're looking to use. Um, Jump change, yeah, nothing. And then they want a factor of one million on further improvement for silicon, molecular, quantum, bio, and optical technologies. Which they're just looking to ramp these things up, and then they're looking to go beyond human AI, which. I found that interesting. Question mark. Yeah. You know, are, could we go beyond humans? You know, what's what next, can we guys? do to really ruin? Yeah. What can we do to just completely? My question, dude, who's the idiot that typed in the wrong quotation marks before holodex? Yeah. Fire that dude. Seriously. Seriously. Come on. You work for NASA. Hour. Get your shit together. <laughs> but then the next one, right after they go beyond human AI, you get automatics robotics quote-unquote in the large so basically for everything so they're gonna you know robotize and uh automate everything they can and then ryan's favorite we're gonna get into the 
immersive multi-sensory VR, which is the metaverse and holodex. Yeah. That's weird. That's very weird because, you know, Star Trek was the one that, that I first know of talking about holodex. Yep. Um, and I wasn't a Star Trek fan. You know, I was a little young when that was a, a show. I don't even think I was born, honestly. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, multi-sensory. I mean, this is you know, already the human race is getting away from sex and they're getting away from meaningful sex, right? Excuse me. It's instead of like, you know, priding yourself, like, like women priding themselves and only having sex with their husband. And then they keep their husband or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not judging anybody. Shit happens, whatever. Um, I like, I actually prefer women that know what they're doing. But, you know, it's just an interesting situation that you have the dynamics of women and men changing. Men, a lot of them don't even care about sex anymore. Um, so when you get these multi-sensory deals going on, uh, you can feel like you're having sex with your favorite porn star or your favorite. Oh, they're going to get a handy in the VR. Star. Yeah. Yeah. Or more, you know yep. what I mean? So yeah. And this is crazy too, dude. Tele everything. You know, you're I know you're you're big on that television telling a vision. That's an interesting concept that you're telling all this stuff. But yeah, that's go for that's it, what I found here, the word magic in it, and the fact that it was it went hardcore in 2020. We saw it almost on cue, right? We go back to the dates they provided before on cue, you know, 2020. What did we see? The rise of Zoom. Uh, nobody used zoom beforehand. It was all Skype. Nobody even heard of zoom. And then all of a sudden we did everything through zoom, whether it was work, whether it was podcasting, whether it was talking to family members. Uh, and then that pushed everybody into all this tele. And, and what I see from that, like you said, Ryan, is they're telling you, right. We're going to tell you, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to, you're going to, you know, go where you need to go. When we say you can go there, you're going to shop online if your credit meets our standards you know you're gonna yeah. go see entertainment if you do certain things from afar right you're gonna you're gonna be able to do it from your little cube you're not going anywhere anymore like even teletravel they have on here teleeducation we've already seen that telemedicine we saw that in 2020 telecommerce I mean, I don't understand how that's. Well, think different. about this. There's there's realistic, more relatable words that go with every single one of these telecommuting and teletravel, I think, are the same thing. But this is just teleporting. I mean, this is teleporting. Yes. So, you know, you're talking teleshopping. This is just e-shopping. Talking about the black mirror. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's it's getting Tele entertainment. Yeah. And that's what it says here. Yeah. It says the worldwide impacts of ongoing IT revolution upon society. You know, and that's and you can change IT, you know, you put put whatever you want in there and, and whatever happened in 2020. And that's where we're going with it. Now, what they want to do with the IT is, you know, obviously they want it faster. They're saying yeah. that, you know, they've been improving on their computing speeds since 1959. They had a 10 E6. I, you know, I just know that those are different speeds. I don't. You know, yeah, scientific notation. One million is the ten e six. Yeah, uh, ten e eight. I think what's that? Oh, is that a billion? I don't know exactly. I'm hundred million, that, maybe. Yeah, and then, but yeah, it, what, it's, yeah. It, it what the gist of it is? It's better than human capabilities, is what they say. So that's ten. Well, dude, it was better than human at ten e three. This yes. is ten times ten times ten. So ten. 10 times 10, that's 100. 10 times 10 times 10, that's 1,000. We're up into the millions since 1959. 
Yep. We're into the billions in the next 30 years. This is so much better than human capabilities that we're getting to that we have been in since you and I have been alive, since our parents have been alive, yeah. dude. I mean, in my lifetime, I've, I've seen the phone go from a, a, a True. unit on the wall that you had to dial with a rotary. You didn't even get the individual numbers that you could punch. You had to spin it to now I can just think about something and it pops up in this little instrument in my hand. And that's only in 40 years, man. So yeah, it's, it's crazy to think where, where they're going with this. I mean, they're Dude, saying, hanging right, up on someone with those old phones was so good. You could make them go deaf by hanging up really hard on those. Well, phones. what was crazy was too really is my grandparents live, uh, lived up in upstate New York on the Canadian border out in the middle of nowhere. And they had what was called a party line for forever. So their whole street had the same phone number and it would ring in everybody's house and you would have to, anybody could pick it up and you just say, Hey, I'm looking for so-and-so and you'd wait till their house picked up and the neighborhood no could way. all listen in on your conversations. I mean, my grandmother used to just sit there and have the phone off the hook all day and listen to people talk. You know, Dude, that was the original, like, uh, like the gossip stuff, yeah, like the exactly. original entertainment and, and from that's, like the Kardashians and shit. That's how, that's how they got their gossip around. They got the news on the neighbors by listening in on their phone. And it's crazy how far it's come, but that is you know, so we, cool. We can't do that as much anymore, but there are different ways to, you know, get to people's information. It's, it's wild. That's and this funny, one, a hundred million tele telecommuters worldwide now which is what we had in 2020, right? Everybody went to, unless you were deemed essential, you had to go to telecommunicate, uh, telecommuting. And, uh, and I know I worked for IBM at the time and basically the whole company went telecommuting, you know, I mean, there were a few folks that were allowed on site, but aside from that, the whole company, we're talking nearly a hundred thousand people was remote. Hmm. And, and think about Weird, the, the, you know, they have to have the infrastructure for that. And that was one of the big fears when 2020 started, you know, when the lockdown started was, was the internet going to be able to handle all that traffic at once? Um, and of it, course they had it planned out. Oh, of course. Yeah. They knew ahead of time, but that was the big fear, right? That was the Y2K scare. They put in us again, you know, they always have point. to threaten us. And that's what I feel like this is aside from them letting us know they're telling you, this is what's going to happen. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, so we'll move on to some of their IT predictions. Quantum computing initially available in five years. 2006, they, we, ha we have quantum computers. Um, hey, not to jump in here, man, but you notice how predictions is in quotations? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're predicting this. This is just total prediction. Yeah. It's like at the end of it, we'll get into one of their last lines. It's hilarious, too, where they're, they're just telling you, yeah, we'll put it in quotes to make it laugh and, and wink, wink. Right. You know, God. so and they say 15 percent of all power today. This is again, this is 2001 is used by computers. We'll reach 60 percent by 2010. What does that remind you of? Smart everything. Right. You're looking at, you know, smart doorbells. There's computers in all of that that runs that. Think about the huge data farms that exploded in the early 2000s. Uh, you think yeah. about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, right? That took off around then too. So you, they almost predicted it. It's amazing how these guys are. They got a great crystal ball. Yeah, so you get smart you get everything now, smart yes. vaccines. Oh, yeah. Smart everything. That's, and that's what they want because they can track it. They can shut it down. They can control it. 
Um, this one was the one that is spooky. And guys, it's we laughed at it being a prediction before, but wearable, implantable, on person electronics, comms, computers, sensory augmentation, health monitoring, and brain stimulation. Who is doing the brain stimulation? That's what I want to know. Because that's the scary part, guys. They're going to put technology on you or into you where they can control you. And I hate to break it to you. It's already in your hands. Mm -hmm. That that little cell phone. Why do they tell you not to put it up to your ear? It will stimulate your brain. It will tickle your brain if you have it up there long enough with the radio frequencies that it's given out. So we are wearing essentially a device that, that meets all these right here in one, one little thing. So if, if you think that prediction, they knew that was coming and I, I think they want to go further and have it implanted, right? We're at the wearable. Now we, they got to find a way to get it inside of us. Cause once it's inside of us, we can't get rid of it. Well, and people tend to, you know, when you're asleep for eight hours or six hours, that's the longest time that most people are away from their phones and as soon as you wake up, a lot of people, myself included, a lot of the times, check their phone first. I mean, do you use your phone as your alarm clock, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, me too. So, I mean, that's the first thing that you're doing when you wake up is you're touching your phone. Yep. Um, so, you know, like I said, myself included, it's uh, it is it's diabolic, dude. It is very, very well thought out. And it's not, you know, when you say for someone out there that may be thinking like, well, who there's not going to be one person sitting there stimulating our brains. It's AI. It's this technology. It's not a person sitting there messing with it for someone that may be confused about that. It's literally just the technology that's been put in place over decades at this point. And it's just building on itself. And it's going to make it so that the people in charge don't have to do anything. It's all ran off algorithms. Your lives are all ran off of algorithms, whether you feed into the system or not. Everything's a freaking algorithm. And that's what I was going to say. I, I should have said what instead of who, right? Because that's that's what it is. What is going to run our, control us and what is going to be controlling us and making those decisions? It's not going to be a who. It's going to be an algorithm, like you said. Well, the who's could be the algorithms. I mean, this is AI. This is artificial intelligence. So, I mean, I think that honestly, dude, it sounds corny, but like who and what is going to be indistinguishable. It's going to yes. be the same, same, same noun. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I agree. All right. Then we get into AI and beyond computing. So you get into the uh, human brain characteristics and capabilities, which, you know, yeah. It gives you all sorts of numbers about brain capabilities. Same thing with machine capabilities. It's basically just combining the two or, or, or comparing the two. Um, but it says that by, you know, in 2001, they had 10 billion calculations per second. By 2010, they wanted to be at 20 million or 20 million billion uh, by 2025 on a PC, which... I don't even know 20 million billion. That sounds like a big number to me. I'm not that good with numbers, but <laughs> that sounds large. And then by 2030, the PC has collective computing power of a town full of human minds. Yeah, that's terrifying. Oof. That's agenda 2030, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is. Wow. And then we get into the U.S. Human Brain Project. And shockingly enough, the studies began in the early 90s 
funded by 16 organizations across five agencies, the NIH, where we heard of them, the NSF, the DOD, NASA, and the DOE. So you're combining- Department of Energy? Yes. Okay. Yep. You're getting NASA with them, with the health folks. You're getting all defense, you know, all those groups together. And basically what they're looking at is neuroinformatics, okay, which is, it's the combination of neuroscience and informatics or information transfer. Um, Let's see, that's unimportant. Uh, Yeah, I don't, the use of the IT study uh, to study the brain, obviously that's what they're doing and their use of brain info to aid the IT. So one feeds the other, which feeds it right back. And that's basically the interface that they want. Like you were saying before, we are in the algorithm already. And that's what that's saying. The IT is studying our brain. And that's why when you hold your phone up and you're looking at it, it is taking pictures every couple seconds so that it can read your facial features and your reactions to what's on the screen. And they are putting yeah. together a profile of you. And that's what this is talking about. So we're there already. Dude, I mean, we got I got to back up just one bullet point that determining detail uh, neuro autonomy of human brain, the digital brain atlas, it's mapping out your brain. I mean, that's it's terrifying to think about these things. This is probably going to have to turn into a two parter because we can really talk about every single one of these slides in depth, dude. But I know we're trying to gloss over this stuff. It's I mean, we're only on slide 20 out of 113. It's just such a deep deep presentation it's, oh it it's is terrifying. And, and you have to look line by line because like you said you start skimming over it and you miss these terms like digital brain atlas right yeah they put them in these these terms that oh yeah it's it that sounds okay and then when you say no they're mapping your brain that syncs with people a little bit so you have to yeah. you have to break the spell and 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 yeah decode this is basically what we're doing this is a cipher and we're trying to decode it for you all and let you know what they're really saying in here Crazy. So we get into the imagination engine, right? This is the AKA creative uh, creativity machine, the creative edge agent. That's basically what makes us right. As, as people is that creativity, the spark of God, right. Is what they say. Spark and it sounds the- so benign. Yeah. And so what they're, they're saying the current AI best bet, it's not a rule based or expert, it's an expert system. Okay. So they don't want it based on just straight rules because when this is a a coding issue, right? Because when you start getting into rules, the rules have to be absolute and they have to account for everything they have to. So if you're talking about like AI and cars, they have to be able to differentiate whether it's a small child crossing the road or a bag blowing in the wind and they have to adjust accordingly. So that's where we get into this tricky area. But then you get into they generate new idea. And again, generates is in giant quotations. Think about generates. It's energy, right? They're trying to generate new ideas, concepts via starving a trained neural net of meaningful inputs. I I was like, what? They're trying to. Yeah, that's tough to grasp. Yeah, it's. But and, and so what they're trying to do is starve it of meaningful inputs and then force it to dream or to cavitate. Again, they messed up with the quotations and uh, create new <laughs> concepts, basically. So what they're trying to do is, is take this and then force into it. 
And then uh, it says an attendant neural net used to capture, record, evaluate, and report on these writings. So what they want to do is not only force you into a dream, then be able to record the dream and evaluate it, which damn, man. I, I mean, I, I'd like yeah. to have that myself to know. I don't remember my dreams. So if I am dreaming, I'd love to know them and then uh, spit them back out. Dude, I need to keep a journal, a freaking dream journal, man. I actually want to start doing that um, rather than writing them in my phone. If I don't write them down, yeah. you know what I was just thinking too? What if there's some weird grammatical rule where if you put a slash in the middle of two quotes, you have to do it the way that this guy's doing it. Wouldn't we be such assholes pointing this out? Well, I just he needs to put a space I... there because it's grammatically incorrect. He needs to put space. Then the quotations would go to the word. Okay. So this is a, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pull out the English grammar here and he's got to get his shit together. He works for me. Well, again, I'm working on my PhD, so I need to know this kind of stuff. There you go. We got it. All right. Next slide. We have in this worldwide economy, our ability to create wealth is not bounded by physical limits and resources, but by our ability to come up with new ideas. So basically what they're telling you is there are infinite resources on the planet. Their whole thing of scarcity is bullshit, but we are hindered by our ability to come up with new ideas to use what the planet is giving us. I found this to be very key in the whole thing just in the sense that they're telling you right here that there are unabounded resources and, you know, physical limits on this planet, but yeah. are, we're limited by our mind. And that's why they want to take it to the AI. They want to take it to the next level. Um, but then they go mm. on to say, however, e even universal wealth will not obviate the other causes of warfare, which includes politics, again, face religion, megalomania and territorial disputes who are the megalomaniacs by the way you these and me dude you and me yeah these people that are making this up i love how they give themselves a little shout out in here it's crazy so we go into what they see global as problems. being the global problems and quote-unquote solutions so we look at the serious problems and they i, I think they kind of rate them uh, is what that number in parentheses means is how they tie over to the killer app solution. So they have energy listed as a serious problem, water, food, land, population growth, wealth generation, and population and warming, which I find interesting that they would say they're serious problems. Although before they said that there's unlimited resources, but kind of contradictory, but what then they offer is yeah. to these problems, they have <laughs> what they call killer app solutions. And they have two of them. One is motivational, inexpensive, web-based, asynchronous distance learning. So they solve this serious problem. So they would solve population growth and wealth yeah. generation. So basically spreading your family wealth, they would stop that by distance learning and, and you know, making it everything web-based. Hmm. Now, to fix all of our issues related to energy, water, food, land, and pollution slash global warming, they would have biomass food via seawater irrigation in current wastelands. So they're going to take, think about this, they're going to take the badlands of New Mexico, or they're going to take areas where they've probably tested some radioactive or nasty shit. Yeah. And they're going to turn them into the areas of food production via seawater. Because wastelands is 
Yeah, because wastelands is in quotes again. Yes. So these aren't true wastelands by our definition. These are wastelands in their their eyes. worlds. Yes. Yeah. So if that doesn't let you know where they want to go with this is that's very UBI. That's very meta. That's, you know, very you live in eating bugs and live in your cube and you're happy with what you get when you get nothing. That's good stuff. So then we get into the inexpensive, motivational, asynchronous, web-based distant learning. What does it enable? Okay. They say that by going to web-based learning, you will demise of the U.S. underclasses, which I will tell you is total bullshit because it will yeah. cause a further divide because those kids that are not monitored while distance learning will not learn. I know that firsthand. I had to sit there. Dude, it just go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I had to sit there with my son and make sure he paid attention to his teacher on the screen because they cannot learn via web-based. It has to be in-person hands-on learning. Kids learn by touching things, by seeing things, not through a screen. And they, and they learn a lot better too, when they can see their whole teacher's face in person. Right. I mean, yeah. like this is a big deal. It just came out today, or I actually just heard it today, that on average, the teachers during this, like, you know, uh, distance learning or satellite learning or whatever they're going to call it, the teachers would only clock in like one day a week. You know what I mean? They just dump the lesson plans out online and then they would clock in one day a week. So these teachers that everyone's calling heroes, similar to the nurses that were dancing on TikTok, these teachers are just literally fighting to not go back to in-person learning because and they don't want to have to go back and get their fat asses out of bed. Let me caveat you that by saying that that's in the big cities. Um, because I know in the small towns firsthand, those teachers want to be in school. They want to be with their kids and they are, and they have been the whole time, especially this year, you know, last year was, was a joke, but this year yeah. I know in the smaller towns, it's those big cities, the union, the big unions. Oh yeah. The, the unions. Yeah, of yeah. course. Dude. Yeah. I'm not talking shit about every teacher. Just like, I'm not talking shit about every nurse. I mean, like I have a lot of nurses in my family that I I'd like to think that they're doing the right thing, but I'm talking about like the same, the, like, you know, the, the types of nurses that are dancing on TikTok. Oh yeah. Are the same types of teachers that are fighting to not go back to school because they want to drink wine in bed not have to do anything all day and just pop in once a week and be like, Oh yeah, you pass, you fail. That's it. Or they now have social anxiety and they can't go into groups, you know, exactly bullshit. It's just soft American bullshit. Anyway, wealth creation from enabled invention. So they're going to basically, you know, your wealth is going to be based on whether you can invent something. Uh, The stabilization of world population. Here we go, Ryan. They are always toying with the population. What they're telling you right there is stabilization of world population is a nice way of saying population control. Yeah, that's all yep. it is. Uh, dude, I like the uh, the haves and have nots comment yep. there, too. This is, they're going mean, to equalize the haves and the haves nots. So you and I, Ryan, will be able to go yeah. and have dinner with the Rothschilds once oh, they we get can? this in. Oh, of course. We're, oh, we're, there's no haves or have nots. We will all be the same. Well, shit. Let's get this thing rolling out then. I want to have some uh, some some lobster with uh, who, whatever. Dude, we actually had a Rothschild that was mayor of Tucson for a while when the pedophile, pedophile shit was at an all-time high here in Tucson. Shocker. 
Yeah. Yeah. I want to have dinner with Monty Burns one time. That would be fun. <laughs> well, dude, the haves and have nots thing is a direct reference to Solinsky. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. he talks about this in his book and he that's why he wants to go to hell, even though he considers himself an atheist, um, which, you know, again, these elites contradict the hell out of themselves. But he sees himself as a has as a have not, even though he was a multimillionaire, an elite member of society, uh, you know, politician uh, uh, adjacent. So, yeah, it's just, you know, and these they, people are just jokes. Oh, they're jokes, man. And they snuck this one in here right here. This if you if you know how to speak parasite is another way to word the great reset they termed it as altered political military outlooks worldwide i.e it changes everything that's just the great reset Mm. it's them them deciding they want to change their the political nature and the military nature of everything and we're going to change it all there's nothing you can do about it Dude, I was going to say, if you want me to take the because are we going to do 50 of these slides or 60 or whatever? Yeah, we'll do like half. You know, I figure we'll get to like two hours and crush it. And then we'll and then I'd like to do the rest of them because it's like like you said, this is filled up. But I can take half of these if you want, because I know you're reading a shit ton right now. Yeah, go ahead. Do you want me to start now or, or I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. I was just saying because I, I know it gets uh, y- your voice gets a little dry just talking constantly. But yeah, dude, it's. um. It's fascinating the way that you see, it seems like, do you see tone changes throughout this thing? Or do you think that it's like a constant one tone to you? No, I feel like it's a roller coaster ride. I feel like they hit you with some real positive, then drop really dark in there and then come back and they're like, and then drop more dark on you. And it's, it's this ebb and flow. It's like an emotional tango. Yeah, it's weird, dude. Like just the way that this whole thing is like, why cross out the word allows? So we're talking, you know, motivational learner, web-based uh, asynchronous distance learning allows. So it doesn't allow only method of providing requisite and improvise, uh, improved educational breadth, depth, quality, responsiveness to shifting global economic warfare requirements uh, an accelerated increase in knowledge. It just doesn't make sense of the way that they're laying this out at all. You know what I mean? Um, well, they're saying they're I'm, not allowing you to do anything. You're going to do this, right? It's not going to allow you to do it. You're just going to do it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, dude. You, I mean, you are the one that really knows about like the way that the the speaking lays out and what i mean because I, I like i said the whole idea with the quotations obviously this is the first time that we've seen anything crossed out there's something to that shit i don't know yes. exactly what it is but get your q decoder ring out ryan i know i need to figure it out dude i gotta get on board with that word magic stuff um but yeah at orders of magnitude one reduced societal um individual cost and then two increased convenience and accessibility which uh, hey, in the scheme of things mm. they're good right i mean they're they're we're going to reduce the cost of education and we're going to increase the convenience and accessibility of that education right from from a looking at it it sounds like a great thing but their approach to it is wrong well and you would think that that, that that's backwards right there i mean increased convenience and accessibility should be in their socialist utopia more important then reduce cost. So, I mean, again, it, I just don't, I don't understand 
if you're going to actually like follow their logic, it just doesn't make sense. But yeah, that was that was just my thoughts on that. Okay. And this is uh, by twenty. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. This is like this is what we're going through right now, and 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 they are right on track. Yeah. So about by twenty around twenty twenty five. Uh, 40% of private and 15% of public colleges and universities are expected to close due to web-based competition. I already saw that coming, dude. I think that that is exactly like what you said. This is what we're going through. My sister wants to be a teacher. And I was like, dude, teaching is not going to be the same as it is right now. You know what I mean? They're going to get paid even less and they're going to be in less demand. So um, a Northern VA businessman, Virginia, right? Yeah. Um, yeah businessman recently donated about a hundred million dollars to set up a free ivy league class online university hey that's where i'm getting one of my uh phds nice yeah dude yeah education's fake it's the ivy league's a scam anyway they're they're actually getting investigated right now for uh for rigging the prices to their schools they were all colluding so that'll be interesting when that comes out Dude, I think that there's 13 Ivy League schools, right? I mean, that kind of does not remind me like 13 families. Oh, I heard that there was 13, my bad. Maybe there's nine. I don't know. But yeah, it just reminded me of the 13 families when I heard that. Oh, they're like, all tied. 13, yeah, they're 13. all tied to families. Don't get yourself wrong. Of course. You're right? You're spot on there. Uh, the quote, ultimate education approach, plug and play. This is what we have right now. Uh, this is why the teachers don't want to go back to work. The unions. It's, it's good that you actually made that distinction. Um, well, no, Ryan, silicone. that's what we have today. The ultimate is what they're describing here. Yeah, well, because they want to connect. Look at that second line device connected to the brain. They mm-hmm. want to get the ultimate approach for them is to get inside your brain. You know, Neuralink stuff. Yeah, yeah. Education in minutes instead of many years. So you're getting downloads now. Yeah. Instead of learning, they are going to feed the information from you. Talk about indoctrination, right? You're only you're going to get all the information you need in about 10 minute download and you'll be good for life. But you're stuck with their downloaded information. Without having to think or analyze the information yourself, as you're an NPC. You yeah. yeah, you become yeah, an NPC. They, you will. Well, you will it's Westworld, in- right? You're programmed to do a certain thing, and it is Westworld. Dude, it's Westworld. It's Rick and Morty. I mean, they sh- they literally show this in a Rick and Morty episode. Someone just downloading like years and years of uh, of of college information. Yeah, exactly. Next this, slide. This advantages. Gets- yeah. This one gets. Oh no, I don't want to cut you off. The seawater, you know, the whole their whole idea of seawater. I kind of think it's just, you know, it's the global warming thing, dude. I don't know when they're going to stop the global warming thing, but it is unfortunate. So many people believe that humans are responsible for for the majority of it. I I don't doubt that we contribute, but it's not the lion's share of what's going on. So, um, advantages of shallow sea slash desert production of biomass via seawater irrigation um i mean we're talking closed co2 cycle is this like uh bill gates blasting dust particles into the stratosphere they kind well they want to limit the cycle of co2 right they they want it they want it to be a closed cycle where it's it's constant they don't they don't want it to fluctuate so what are they going to do they're going to reduce the population because we are producing that co2 Okay. 
well, yeah, I want our bodies decompose and all that. So yeah, that's the, I mean, so we're talking bullet points here, but yeah, the close CO2 cycle, food, petrochemical feedstock, talking materials, uh, clothing, all these things, energy, um, then terraforming, alter, decertification. Um, I don't know, dude, this is just, it doesn't, it doesn't add up to me. Why? Yeah, they're basically saying what they're they're gonna take they're gonna turn deserts into farmlands, which hey, why not do that now, right? I mean, you 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 could have done that for Africa, and and <laughs> save a lot of lives, but yeah, they're gonna save it for later. Oh, this is desertification, not this desertification. Desertification. So yeah, 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 dude, it just literally like so. This is just flipping environments around it seems yeah they're so, gonna they're yeah, gonna change the and terraform the planet to their meeting so they're gonna turn deserts into something you know that useful they're probably gonna destroy the rainforests and and say it's we'll use it for something else that kind of thing well doesn't it seem like their their point here is that they're saying that deserts like everything's gonna become a desert at some point so they're trying to alter the desertification, as they call it. Well, if I've you never think about heard it, that term if before, if they use enough seawater, they're going to turn shit into deserts, right? right. I mean, if, if you sure. think about it, it's like it's like a giant straw sucking at the the world's water, and if you're you're sucking all that out, you're going to create more lands, and you're going to create more desert land initially, right? Eventually, it'll be great land to grow on because it'll have good soil, but initially, it'll just be yeah. barren and wastelands. Yeah, supposedly the the area around my house, like in the desert, in the Tucson desert, was all underwater at some point. So yeah, man. I mean, it is. Uh, well, it's like all sub-Saharan Africa. It was all green, you know, five thousand years ago, or ten thousand mm. years ago, something like that. Five or five thousand to nine thousand BC, something like that. So yeah, yeah, dude. All so right. uh, essentially, yeah, they're just talking about all that, you know, trying to get water into all these places. Um. Probable circa 2025 societal changes. This is where it gets interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, so supposedly about they're trying to say much uh, increased lifespan, but I don't know why much would be in parentheses. Again, the parentheses, the quotes, all the cross outs, all this stuff is, is interesting to me. Yeah. It's almost um, like they want it increased. Isn't enough. They want you to know, Okay, say humans live for 80 years now. We're going to make you live for 160. How about that? You know, or okay. 200 years, something like that. Not not just increase your lifespan. We're going to drastically increase it. Mm. But you have to take yeah, our bio. doubling is what they were talking about. Right? Yeah, exactly. But you have to take our bio. Of course. Yeah, well, you need that mRNA. Yep. So, quote, solution to energy, water, warming, um, bio. Far more global distribution of technology, education, economics, and wealth. This is IT type stuff. Um, tremendous, again, in quotes. Well, that far more, Ryan, that's the smart grid, right? What they want to do is they want to get everything onto that grid through IT. They want, you know, they want to be able to distribute technology, education. They want your wealth determined by that grid. And that's the Internet of Things, right? The global distribution of technology? Yeah. Yeah, it's that. And it's also the increases in the capability of like the the everythings, as they call it. Yes, so, yeah. The next I, one. Yep. Yeah, it's both of those. Right. I mean, like it, it's it is the the internet of things. It's all of, you know, everything has a Bluetooth, including you. Right. Including the person. Um, 
it's it's crazy dude what's it, it, this it, next it, line kills me because based on all that okay so they're gonna they're gonna make everything robotic and what that's gonna do is it's going to reduce tensions associated with the haves and have nots mm. so there's no more class warfare and it's also gonna solve all of our and here's where it's interesting historical and religious issues historical issues yeah. what historical issues do we have you know it's you could take that multiple ways. I get it in the sense like, you know, historical conflicts between groups of people. But on the other side, they may want to create their history, right? The the story they want to tell about how everything was created and, and get rid of all those discussions and all religious issues gone. They want to get rid of religion. Well, what's interesting with the, the class warfare thing, the, this was written again, this presentation was back in 20. 2001 um that class warfare was a thing back then it really doesn't seem to be as much of a concern now at least for the common people like the normies so to speak obviously conspiratorial people alternative thinkers and things like that were concerned with the the wealth gap and all these things but it sure doesn't seem like you know liberals mostly uh really are too concerned about that anymore i mean you have saturday night live almost acting as like this north korean style propaganda wing of like you know they love the cia now and they love the military all media complex yeah all media yeah, well, across, yeah. even the television shows the programming now is cia fbi friendly like everybody jokes about it but they put a lot of movies out there where these guys are agents and they play the good guy the goofy good guy you know like fuck that it's the cia man fbi well it's that mockingbird type crap oh yeah that's all that that is but yeah i did major emerging law enforcement issues uh this is they they definitely called this um which is you know we had we had like multiple high profile law cases over the last few years well i love Um, how the first one is privacy Right. I mean, think about Mm -hmm. that. That's an issue to law enforcement is privacy. Like what? They're like, okay, we'll get rid of that by putting micro and nano sensors into you or using utilizing micro and nano sensors, whether it's, you know, on the streets, biometrics through your phone. But I found that where does the where do the body cams fit into that? The cops were. Well, that would just be their normal. That's they already had that back then. Did they? I, yeah, I forgot when that started. Oh, yeah. They've had body cams since the 80s. I mean, cops used to have some body camera technology on you know, the guy with the big camera riding around 90s. I would say the, the personal cameras okay. came out. It but got yeah, it got I mean, mandated for all cops at a fairly recently, though, right? Like all cops had to have them at a fairly recently. Or am I remembering that wrong? Is that Mandela think, effect? Yeah, I think that's recent, but I think it's more of a, a, a citywide thing because I don't think small towns have them. OK, interesting. OK, um, IT net crime. Uh, this is like dark net stuff. <laughs> that yep. could be all kinds of things. Bio crime um this is that that what was that organization when i mentioned the ses you're talking about these people with the fake fingerprints oh that was uh the signature reduction that could fit right into that you know what i mean exactly Um, it's all it's all biohacking you know because what they're going to do is get someone else's fingerprints or something like that yeah that's exactly what it is it's the bio crime it's stealing your your bio identity which would be fingerprints, uh, facial recognition, things like that. 
Yeah. But they're not looking at it from a way that would affect us. Cause like when I think of that IT and net crime, I'm thinking like they can get into your hard drive or your, your web history and they can download some really shady stuff into your, into your search history or, you know, your transactional history. They don't care about that. You know, like how would this affect them? How, like, would it be other countries, Russia messing with the United States? Uh, you know, I don't know their it or, or net. I don't know that just, I don't see how this would affect the government. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. And then you get into the, you know, the protection of human electronic implants. Like they see that as being an issue. Once you get that implant, how do they, they protect you? Like what? I don't get it. (laughs) And then the next one is the the protection of the continental U.S. uh, beyond terrorism. So what does that mean? Beyond terrorism. So what else do they have to protect? Is that saying domestic terrorism? Was that next? Gee, where do we hear that? Wouldn't that be still under the branch of terrorism? Because I'm thinking also like uh, bioterrorism, um, like what would be past terrorism? It could be uh, literally just the machines going against us. Because like you, you could think of anything. You can think of a grid down scenario or a hacking or an EMP that would all fall under terrorism. Even domestic terrorism, you would think would be thrown in that too. Yeah. Um, this is literally shit that we don't even know about. The, uh, what would be the next form of attack? Yep. Hmm. Yep. Interesting, man. We saw this one. This one kind of run in in, and we're going to see this ramp up even more. I have a feeling as they get that 5G going live worldwide, you're going to start seeing societal disaffection and upheaval that's caused by rapid technology changes. And we've seen this, you know, and and one of the things is, you know, you saw this with one of the diagrams that was out there is every time they crank these things up, like the Spanish flu of 1918 was when they cranked up the radio, right? So it's every time you see them crank up these technologies, you see it negatively impact the people. And what they're saying is you're going to see more road and air rage, which we see at a max now. You're seeing, you know, women slapping people for not wearing a mask on a plane, you're seeing psychosomatic illnesses where people are thinking they're sick because they're being told they're sick or to act like they're sick all the time by masking and social distancing and testing and things like that. And then withdrawal, right? Quarantines. That's exactly what this is. I mean, and they are going to see suicide numbers go through the roof like we have during this time frame. You're going to see all sorts of just society is going to flip upside down because people are going crazy and it's due to the rapid technological changes. It's due to frequencies in the most part. That psychosomatic illness too, that falls right in with people getting excited about the boosters. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause it's going to protect me. Right. Yeah. Sad man. It's sad. People are falling right in line here. Yep. So you can take Um, this one. This is what they're really concerned with. Yeah. Of particular concern uncontrolled uncontrollable self-replication of brilliant robots uh nano replicators and rampant recumbent bio so yeah i mean uh, again dude this stuff flies right over my head it doesn't even uh, well this is just why, this is why? just saying what they're scared of is the robots being able to self-replicate so and they can't control it so once we get these robots in place what's to prevent them from self-replicating and if they do self-replicate there's no way for us to stop it 
And, and they, so they have to worry about not only the smart robots, they have to worry about the little nano replicators that they're putting in people. What if, what if something happens with that? And, and there's a program in there that goes awry and they can't fix it. That's what they're scared of. Anything notice the first two words, uncontrolled, uncontrollable. Yeah. They are scared when they cannot control us. Yeah. So, but you know, this is AI type stuff. This isn't, you know, they're, they're labeling it. That's deliberately confusing saying it nano and bio, but this is all just AI. Those are the three areas, right? Yeah. They're they're afraid that they're going to lose control of the it. They're going to lose control of the nano, the bio, it's going to be able to take over on its own and then they're screwed. Yeah. Well, that would be through AI though. Correct. Like that's the only way that it would really get away from them. Right essentially yeah or the yeah well yeah ai it's all connected you know all the internet of things and everything like that yeah they're saying what happens if we create too good and they start making off and they branch off into their own and decide to Mm. look out for themselves so yeah damn then they're just going to competitive landscape this is from this is from 2001 so i don't these numbers aren't even relevant anymore i think we can just slide right through this Unless yeah, it doesn't. It's it's all two thousand one numbers. Um, yeah, the yeah the the numbers there billion talking billions of uh, debt a year. It's like yeah, no, we're in the trillions now, buddy. So, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, that's funny. You're and, right about that. But the interesting thing about this is, look over here. Okay, so you have two, four, six. It shows there's six in nineteen ninety five, right? So everybody's represented here, even though they made China and India the same fucking color. So you can't tell the difference really, unless it goes yeah. in order, which it does. Yeah, I think it goes right in order. So yeah. China's the third one, but then you get over here and you you start looking, and China rises. Here they come, and they knew it. They predicted it. Boom, high growth. The U.S. and Europe would step back. China would take the forefront. And I guess you're considering Russia, Europe uh, in this, but. Well, dude, China is deliberately like the wrong color. Do you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. No. And they made it the same color as Japan. So you can't really pick out that this. And that's what I found interesting. They kind of tried to hide China in this and like make it real confusing because I had to look at this thing multiple times and I'm like, wait, China's not even in here. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, there they are. You have to go by the number one, two, three. And. You look at it and it's like, no, they're the same color as India. Like, how do I tell the difference? But well, and look at the freaking color on on the key. You know, that's what and I'm saying. I'm yeah, they're a light, this. a light gray almost, and these are a dark gray. So yeah, but it's basically telling us US and Europe take a back seat, China's coming in, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, yeah, and I'll put this on YouTube too, so that like, you know, I don't care. My my channel's still growing. So if anyone wants the visuals, obviously it'll be there. Crazy shit, dude. Biorevolution applications. Uh, farm animals, but it's not spelled the way you'd think. It's spelled like pharma. Um, drugs, spare parts. So this is like cloning humans, probably, right? It would be, uh, taking, it, like, yeah, it would be testing on animals too, right? Testing drugs and, and, and see how they affect them and being able to create drugs and, and utilizing those animals for spare parts and stuff like that. Well, it's that's really- what I'm thinking is chimeric animals right like like half pig half human and then like we can take their liver or their yeah exactly and you see some of that now there's some cross transplants it's weird but it it does happen um fast growing plants on and near sea surface and sea water irrigated plants for biomass 
energy and closed CO2 cycles. Um, dude, I mean, this is straight just uh, this. So this is all just about literally just trying to take the environment and make it all like a giant Petri dish. It seems like like a biodome. Um, yeah, they want a giant biodome is what they're going to create. Well, even though they had one, <laughs> they destroyed it. They're going to try and bring it back. And well, yeah, did you got God? I was just going to say you got the polymer growing plants like the this is not none of this is natural, dude. Bi binary bioweapons. That's what the fucking vaccine is. Yep. Right. And that, that polymer growing plant is essentially like a, a, a graphene oxide type plant, something that can grow on its own, you know, and it, it, it can replicate on its own. And it's it's scary shit if you think about it. And then you get to the next one with the with the spider genes that and they goats. let in, in goats allow the spider milk spinning from a goat for to create biosteel is what they're saying. They're going to use goat milk to create biosteel. That's three times the strength of the fibers in armor today or back in 2001. Dude, like, there was oh. a clip going around of Alex Jones talking about spider goats and everyone was laughing at that. And yeah. I, I, I believe that that dude's controlled opposition, but Spider goats. That's literally what this is right here. Spider genes in goats. That's a spider goat. It's a chimera. Yeah. Yep. Crazy, dude. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah you got the binary. See, bio I haven't gotten this far. Yeah. You got the binary bioweaponry. That's expected. We get into the examples of the, uh, the confluence where IT, nano, and bio come together. So they're saying you got, you know, the brain of the sea lamprey is inserted and connected to the body of a robotic fish. Hmm. So what are we doing here? We're playing God, right? We're taking a robot, we're connecting it with something living, and it's the initial cyborg. And once they test it on animals, we're next. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, cyborgs and then this, this damn flesh-eating robots. I've mentioned that before. I've heard of these things where like it'll eat humans. A robot will like essentially be like a vacuum. It'll go through, eat a human and then spit it out as like uh, stuff that you can grow plants with. Well, yeah. And they'll, they'll eat trash. They're starting to make machines that can eat trash to charge their battery and stuff like that. It's wild. Mm. So then we'll get into the Go ahead. You could take the carbon nanotubes. Yeah, dude. Um, it's carbon. One million, I guess is uh Buckminster Florine? What the hell is that? Have you heard of this? It's the yeah, it's the it's just the name of it. It's the Buckminster Florine carbon. It's just the the name of the carbon that that that's strong. Mm, okay. Uh hundred times strength, one sixth weight of steel, uh eight times better armor, low energy molecular petaflop. Sounds like pedophile. Uh petaflop computing, uh yeah, just insanely efficient. It's, it's it light, durable, very strong. And it yeah. is, you know, it, it's connected. It's molecular and connected to computing so they can still track it. And, it, you know, what they're saying here is is they have the ultra capacitor too, um, which is, you know, other technology that, you know, when they're using it for, they need these nanotubes because they have to get to these high temperatures. So these nanotubes being that durable will come in as the capacitor, the capacity increases over time, which will increase with heat, heat, right? So the more capacity you have, the higher temperature you're going to have, unless we come up with some cold fusion technology, which is something else that Bushnell pushes. Yeah, it's like that whole bigger, 
faster, stronger thing. It's uh, yep. it's smaller, you know, faster, better, stronger, everything. Yeah, it's just more efficient. It's crazy. Weird, dude. Um, revolutionary power generation storage opportunities. Um, this is all just stuff. Is there anything that jumps out to you here? Because I don't even know. Black no, the only power, one I, which is that was the one was the black light power with the question mark because we have seen some black lights being put up across the United States lately uh, for street lights, which yeah. is just interesting. But other than that, yeah, this is all just different storage, different ways they plan on storing stuff in the future, whether it's batteries, you know, everything. Well, the idea for the black light power is so interesting because of the fact that, or, or the the theory, I guess we should call it at this point, where it can point out who's vaccinated and who's not through the graphene right i mean there's supposedly like you know security cameras that have that technology too so well yeah i mean they could use they could use tattoos also you know black light tattoos to start identifying people with marks and things like that too so yeah i have i have a feeling they're going to use black light technology for something it's coming yeah why would they not dude i mean it's already there the uv lights were thrown around for Uh, treating covid you can get that to sanitize your phone this freeform fabrication is this like 3d printing it sure sounds like it just right off the bat this is this is like metallurgy at its finest this stuff can repair itself um oh okay it's it's so what you do is it's it says it here it says powder or wire metallurgy using robotic magnetically steered electron beams to create uh the accreting local melts so it'll the the seams will grow instead of cut so it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna expand instead of having to be cut you can it'll just fill in there'd be no fasteners no strong backs for fasteners like you won't need any more support and they're saying uh it's gonna have nearly infinite fatigue life excellent metallurgy so it's you know it's not gonna break down but if it does break down, it's saying repairable metal, metals at lower weight, uh, so it'll cost less to repair it than the far more expensive composites. So mm. it is repairable as well. So it's essentially like that idea of the pixie dust, but it's for for robots. Like com- yes, exactly. Mm. Using electrons and things like that to to cut and yeah, it's just the freeform fabrication. All this fabrication stuff is interesting well we should remember too that this is all supposed to happen by 2030 this is what they said back in 20 in 2001 and then we have all the emphasis on agenda 2030 so like this isn't far out this is going to happen in our lifetimes right yes that's what they're telling you they're telling you it's happening they just can't tell you exactly when but they gave us a pretty good ballpark yeah with with using all the quotes and parentheses and crossed out words and all this stuff dude yeah it's it's weird yeah, go ahead. No, this aluminum vortex combustor was interesting because, of course, what are they going to use? Micro powdered aluminum fed into a vortex combustor that burns seawater. So basically, they're going to it sounds like they're going to try and clean the seawater, right? Go from from seawater to potable water uh, by using aluminum to burn it off in a vortex. It kind of sounds like heavy water to me. Yeah, exactly. Like That's what it does. It sounds like radioactive water. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's for this combustor, right? And it's going to provide high energy density and efficiency. Um, I have no idea what that means. Tr- transoceanic UUVs, ultra ultraviolets. 
Um, it would allow the enemy after next to avoid affordably threaten the continental U.S. Via, via, via multitudinous inshore short time of flight pop-ups. So what they're saying mm-hmm. is this vortex weapon that you would create would allow you to pop up, right? It's, it's a vortex. It's like a portal that you could use to travel from one place to another. That that falls right in line with all the telas, right? The yes, teleportation, the exactly. telecommunication, all those things. Yeah. So yeah, they want to push this. They're looking for that Star Trek travel. Um, and these are some of the newer sensors. Again, this is from 2001. So these are all old technologies by now. They're talking about LIDAR, which has improved infinitely since 2001. Uh, a lot of they use lidar to if you don't not familiar with it it's it's a it's a radar that uses uh light and what they do is they can cut through canopies of of de- of jungles and things like that and see the undergrowth so they've identified a lot of pyramids in south america using lidar and a lot of lost civilizations and towns using lidar um but then wow. you get into these sensors the molecular and biosensors we're well familiar with those nano tags have been out forever and that's what they're supposedly trying to include in some of these procedures or get you to take in a procedure smart card sensors that was old technology at the time of this presentation um sensors implanted during manufacturing and servicing that's the same and then we're looking at smart dust which i know you did in one of your episodes yeah i touched on it a little bit it's just it's one of those weird concepts where you know this can get into your vegetables it can get into i mean it's aerosolized like you mentioned i mean you can breathe this in who knows what the and it looks like we're going to get more into it here you can breathe it in it can get on your skin um i think that more gelins may have something to do with these too like these could spawn into more gelins i i would assume um more gelins is a very interesting thing i actually want to do an, an entire episode on those because it's uh Th- those are scary dude if you're getting little you know intelligent you know robots in your in your bloodstream and in in your body this is not a, a good situation but yeah so some sensor swarms uh smart dust cubic millimeter or less so this is very very small combined sensors comms and power supply uh floats in air currents so again we just mentioned that it's uh aerosolized Nanotags, which is uh, similar to smart dust, placed on everything and everywhere. Identification and status information. That's and then the Internet of Things instance. right there. That nanotags is, is, is the Internet of Things, right? Everything is identified and inventoried and can be checked at any time. Status can be checked. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Well, dude, what about these co-opted insects, man? Like the whole idea of... Oh, let's go into that. Mosquitoes. I think that's the next slide. Oh, no, they skipped it. But let's, yeah, let's go into no, that. No, it was Those... right up there. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. I thought they went into more detail. I thought there was oh. one slide where they go into Hold on, let me see. Nah. All right, I'm, let me get there back. There is a weird deal there. I can, while you're looking for it, I can just riff about this because this is a weird thing that they were doing in Florida and the Keys. They were talking about, you know, genetically modifying these, these uh, insects. To, I think, if I'm not mistaken, make them all male. Um, I think making them all male. So, you know, supposedly they're not going to be in affecting areas and just like totally swarming areas so um it is kind of interesting that they use the the some sensor swarms and we're talking about uh insects here that are you know traveling in swarms like uh 
the freaking uh did you, i mean bees did you notice how much they use the word swarm in here i mean it is it's like they are almost foreshadowing that the next war is going to involve a swarm of some sort yeah and that's that's problematic right when you when you start yeah. hearing terms over and over and over again it seems to be a, a, an and it's almost like it's going to be a uav you know like a something like that that type of swarm or you know like you're saying these insects that's all it takes yeah dude imagine that would be the most like well they did that actually they were messing with that when uh when i was reading about mk ultra and mind control they were taking these insects and i think it was the united states did it to china and they dumped a bunch of infected like ticks and fleas and things on china well and they then did there's it a here lot of too that's how we got lyme yeah. disease yeah. Lyme disease and and essentially, I know you love this word, brucella. All the brucella. micro, yeah. There we go. Take a shot. Yeah, the the mycoplasma and all these things they they come from you know parasites and and things like that. Not so much uh, viruses. I found the timing of this one quite interesting. Some explosive smart dust opportunities. Explosive smart dust, you say. Optimal positioning of the explosive dust, dust and air explosives. So they're saying they can put this stuff anywhere. Formation of explosive lenses so they can almost canopy an area and then explode it. Or the infiltration of deeply buried and other such targets. So what they're saying is these buildings have to have some sort of ventilation or some sort of path to get there. So the, this smart dust can elude and, and follow that path no matter what. Which scary shit, man. If you can make explosive smart dust, it's kind of like that nano, you know, tech they used in in the towers. Yeah. Yeah. The thermite. Yeah. Yeah. So here's your micro dust weaponry, right? We're looking at uh, a mechanical analog to bio micron sized. You know, we're talking mechanized dust, which is distributed as an aerosol and inhaled into the lungs. Dust mechanically bores into the lung tissue, sounds healthy, and executes various pathological missions. A wholly new class of weapon, new in in quotations, class of weaponry, which is legal. Legal, Mm. they're saying. They're saying they can put this in the sky, you can breathe it in, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's the future we live in. You know what, dude? And then like the Second Amendment people like myself and yourself, like we can't complain about these legal weapons. Yep. Yeah, they're legal. Wow. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah, let's do a couple more here and then we'll we'll cut it. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah, we're just about at 50. We're at 44 now. So the givens, right? We can power through here, right? Yeah, this is saying now what's going to happen now to soon. <laughs> okay, well, let's so, see. What are they telling us here? They're telling us you got gigabit, gigabyte rate transfers, which we have, right? Optical comms, face FaceTiming and stuff like that. You get petaflop and computing. That's just high-end computing. Exceptional AI, we have that. Uh, wondrous or ubiquitous land, sea, airspace, multi-physics, hyperspectral sensor, and our favorite word again, swarms. So mm. it's ba- basically them being able to 
for military. I found this in military, commercial, and scientific use. So not just military use. They're going to find a way to make this a commercial thing too. That's scary as hell. And it looks like this is this is beyond. Um, what do you call them? Not hybrid. I just had the word in my head. Um, where they can go on land and land and sea. You know the word? The, oh, like amphibious. The, amphibious. It's beyond amphibious, right? Yes. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. They can go anywhere. They can go because they're adding space to it, right? Yeah, not you can only go from the ocean to space. Yeah. Not only can they go on the surface, they can then elevate up into space. Yeah. Huh. So, survival okay. requires dispersion, size reduction, and concealment. And then the robotic swarm technologies, primarily commercial, endemic worldwide. Yeah, um, dude. You know, in the new Matrix, they were talking about swarm mode too. Uh, yep. They were saying that swarm mode was like, you know, Neil Patrick Harris, which I don't know why they put him in that movie. I'm not like a hater, but I just don't get why he's in that movie. Nope. But, you know, that was his favorite thing was entering swarm mode. And it's like where he can access the hive mind and get in. And it's very, very interesting, dude. Um, what's agreed upon here? Is this just agreed upon with the elites, the assumptions, combat in 2025? This is where we start looking into the war a little bit more, right? They're starting to, yeah. they, they've gotten away from the civilian population. And now we're looking at a lot more of the military implications. Oh, of this, yeah. Right. So yeah, you're looking is. at proliferation of TBMs, of the IT, of precision strike targeting, uh, microsensors, you know, camouflage and spoofing, which those that aren't familiar with spoofing, it's like putting a false image out there um robotics biochem munitions uh yeah well looking at camouflage isn't even the the camo that we're thinking of it's like have you seen that material where it makes things invisible behind it yes yep so i I, that's what they're talking about here dude yeah the rest of the slide is interesting the last one is the is the doozy yeah so you look at logistic assets highly vulnerable in or out of the theater Obviously, I mean, that's most, but the holiday. Get, yeah. And then that's you get the into in and near theater ports and airfields, possibly unusable. And so then what do you have to do? Increase the prevalence of beam weapons. And we're not talking gym beam here. We're talking lasers, direct energy weapons. We're talking yes, dudes. Sir. Yes, sir. Dues, their favorite thing that don't exist, right? Dude, this is like this, this honestly, this presentation, it's like uh it's like the worst cliffhanger to to end on. Or maybe the best, because it's like it's getting into the stuff that's all about like warfare in the future. Yep. Yeah, this is all the meaty stuff. And and it's it's interesting because basically what they're doing is they're looking at, you know, here's the war of tomorrow, and this is what they're they're uh you know tr- forecasting here but they, they're cruise looking missiles. at you know these are cruise missiles and and i don't you know i don't know how much longer cruise missiles are going to be effective especially with some of the shields that they have out there you know but they still think cruise missiles would be effective uh now and they're saying they'd be available at a fraction of a cost and far greater accuracy so uh there's seventy five thousand in in inventory in 75 000 countries 130 different versions produced in 19 countries uh there's 10 exporting countries of of missiles uh the german v1 cruise killed 5,000, injured 40,000. so that's a pretty big 
pretty big bomb right there. Uh, then you yeah. get the LO launchable, which is anything or anywhere from anything. They're highly maneuverable launch, uh, launchable weapons. Uh, yeah, they're saying that the, the cost potentially reduced 10K to 25K. I mean, to them, that's a that's a decimal point. It's nothing major for potential costs reductions. Um, well, and again, to us, to you and me and to the, the population, who gives a shit about the cost of these missiles? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is so it's so clear that they didn't really want this out to the public because this is literally them just talking to each other. Yeah. Saying like, hey, man, we're going to you guys, you guys are going to get your stock options. They're going up. If you own Raytheon, if you own these companies, that, that, that you're going to you're going to be doing better because we can produce better technology for cheaper the population as a whole doesn't care about that, dude. You know nope. what I mean? So this is clearly just they're they're in an echo chamber here, just flexing. It's a little circle jerk. Yeah. All right. Crazy. So let's go. We got uh, here's the potential for cruise missiles. OK, so you're going any RPV or UAV or a UUV, which are all aerial vehicles, um, is a potential cruise missile. So they're saying that you can turn any of these devices into a cruise missile at a low cost and easily available and uh, very low tech. And it would essentially ensure the enemy after next will have inventory field hordes of very capable, easily concealed, very difficult and expensive to counter accurate cruise missiles with a potential devil's brew of warheads. If that mm. isn't the biggest line of fear porn you'll ever digest in your life ever. I mean, they're just basically saying, again, oh, the, the enemy after next is going to have the mother of all warheads on their missiles and there's nothing you can do about it. And I yeah, did find so, it interesting. They use the term hordes because yeah. who do you usually associate hordes with bad guys? That's, that's a term for the, you know, Russians, Mongols, you know, that side you hear that's historically that's a term they use a lot for them or orcs. If we're talking like, you know, fantastical movies, like we're talking about bad guys, you know, yep. monsters. Yeah. Dude, do you think that they actually like intentionally leaked this out or do you think someone actually really did hack it? Because like you said, you, you just laid it out perfectly. It kind of something clicked in my brain where it's just massive fear porn. The devil. What was it? The devil devil's what? brew. Devil devil's brew i mean again if they're doing this circle jerk they're talking about the prices obviously that makes you know that that leads into a good argument that yeah this was for internal re, re, like you know resources i but think they're being funny here right i think they're joking like ha 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 they're gonna have they're gonna come with the devil's brew of warheads isn't that funny guys yeah and they all get a chuckle well, they do right? love the devil yeah i mean it's just it's yeah they, oh, let's watch the peasants suffer yeah so you don't now think that they intentionally leaked this out? This is the interesting shit, and I don't really want to stop here because this is the volumetric weaponry. This is all the, you know, EMPs and things like that. That's really the the weapons of the future. EMP info, yeah, dude. Yeah. See the info, dude. Info warfare, man. I well, mean, info net right now. Info internet and psychological warfare all together. That's the operation we're in right now. Right. And that's that's why I found this interesting, because now we're going to start seeing psychological warfare come up quite a bit more in this presentation as well. So you start looking at that and you're like, OK, that's today. But then you look at these little 
uh, it says miniature brilliant sensor mind combos. These are just different things they're thinking about putting together. The fuel air and the dust air thermobarics is interesting because they can change, manipulate, you know, that's chemtrails essentially. And then you're looking at radio frequencies, which we know they use on us. And we're, we're just hammered with every day. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we get into the, the chemical and bio, you know, the anti-functionals, anti-fauna, which is agent orange and things like that. Um, you know, things that Dude, there's something for all of these. Did you get into the RF weapons, the radio frequency weapons? Yeah. Well, basically I was talking about that's their cell phone, the 5G towers, you know, all, we're, yeah, we're exactly. bombarded with RF frequency every day, all day. So that's one that, yeah, that's in the forefront now. The only one that we haven't really experienced, dude, because we do have the chem- chem- chemical bio uh, war weapons, whatever. Um, isomers, I feel like that is already in play. The carbon fibers, I think, is already in play. The only thing that we haven't seen, undeniably, is the EMP. Yes. Yep. Without a doubt. And that's coming eventually, you know. That's their their little fear porn thing. Now, here's an in- interesting one. So you have the anti-personnel microwave and radio frequency rep weaponry so you, you you go with heating right which requires high power requirements you go for like surface effects like just to do just to hit the outside of a building you know jam comms things like that and then you go into the low frequency modulation which is 5g brain interactions that's where it starts messing with your brain waves and things like that. And they can start, they want to be able to tap in and affect your brain, whether it's, you know, through deterrent weaponry or, you know, we've seen it before the voice to God, uh, sound to God, right. Where they can connect to your brain and put thoughts into your head. Yeah. Beaming thoughts directly in. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and take this one. Uh, effects of low power microwaves, U.S. Army SRI, Walter Reed, behavioral performance, uh, behavioral performance decrements. Um, what is that? Hold on, what's it say? Effects of low power microwave decrements, behavioral performance decrements. I would imagine it sounds like it's going to, de- you know, it's ruining your behavior. Like, it, like Pavlov like it, type stuff? It uh, deteriorates. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, seizures, gross alteration of brain function. Um, I think that that's obviously going to happen with, like, you know, the 5G towers. A lot of people say that the 5G towers are microwaves, too. So um, 30 to 100% increases in brain blood flow. Lethality. About, you know what that means? You have that much brain, blood flowing to your brain, you're going to have a stroke. Of course, yeah. And if it's all clogged up with the with the graphene and with the vaccines, yeah, you're absolutely going to have probably multiple strokes at one time. You know yep. what I mean? Um, lethality meaning interactions between low power uh, microwatts per square centimeter. Uh, apparently, 0.4 to three gigahertz is is this low frequency? Isn't that ultra low frequency? Yeah, that's um, real low. Yeah, ULF, um, and then microwave. Uh, and brain function um i don't know dude it, it to me it is just literally talking about the 5g like everything that i'm seeing here so with like obviously 5g we wouldn't we wouldn't and, think that that'd be out of line for them to be causing seizures 
behavioral performance. Um, We've seen both of those, Ryan. We've seen behavioral performance and gross alteration of brain function, if you think about it. Because these people, you know, you think about some of the decisions these people made. When one certain president was in office, they said, no, no, no. As soon as the other side came in, they said, yes, yes, yes. And I feel like that's part of it. Because of the frequency, we've been divided, right? And that there's these, these people who are their mental capacity is being damaged by these waves and their ability to cognitively think and rationally think is, is being destroyed. It's like we, how we say that people are under a spell. Yeah. I mean, we're in like Stockholm syndrome, right? I mean, there's these people who have been abused and abused and abused, and they just keep asking for, for them to save them, you know, protect me from you you know protect me from you you're doing the damage to me but i need you to protect yourself me from yourself yeah it just makes no sense and getting angry when someone questions yes the methods that's the the most mind-blowing thing this is crazy we're talking about prions often fingerprintless bio archipelago uh... so they can't it can't be tracked is what they're saying so you know, what I got out of this, this is good ways for them to mess with us is what I saw. Yeah. As, you know, cause they can mess with us with bacteria. They can mess with us with viruses. Prions is mad cow parasites, right? That's a lot of viruses, fungi, carcinogens. They load up everything with carcinogens and toxins mm-hmm. and hormones, right? You think about all the soy and all, all those products. They say that the, uh, average 26 year old now has the testosterone of like a, a 60 year old back in the eighties. Yeah. It's, bad. it's something insane. Yeah. I, I actually talked with my dad last father's day about this on a Patreon episode we were talking about, and I had the numbers in front of me. It is insane. It's something like, I'm not even exaggerating something like 1000 for a 21 year old to like freaking like 400. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the 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 uh, the testosterone. And, you know, what's crazy is you can take like half of this list and just put that under the mycoplasma category. Yeah. Like that's what's that the viruses, the prions, the parasites, the fungi, the toxins. You can take a lot of things, carcinogens and put it just under mycoplasma. But yeah. they don't even want these people knowing about mycoplasma, it seems like. Nope. Mm. All right. Next one we got is well, we're right around if you want to. Let's see. Where do we want to go? Is this a, well, yeah, let's stop at a good spot. This, I think, uh, let's go yeah. two more. Let's stop at what is apparently legal because I think that's a good one. Um, okay. It's two more slides and we're done. Uh, these, this is interesting. Some interesting then years possibilities. Okay, these are bioweapon possibilities. So you're looking at aflatoxin right? Carcinogens. They're basically nat. They're creating a natural cancer. Um, you're looking at air. They want to create airborne varieties of Ebola or Lassa, which are nasty, nasty disease. Um, binary agents distributed via food products. We've already heard about that, right? They want to put, put, you know, certain things in your, in your vegetables, but they're already doing it you know, they want to do it through your, even your clothing, possibly, which yeah. I found crazy. Then you get into the, uh, the genome, you know, the genomically uh, targeted pathogens, and then the long-term finger li- fingerprintless campaign. 
I thought that was interesting as opposed to the shock and awe bioweapon. So it's almost like they'd rather you slowly suffer and, and can't tell that it was them. Gee, sounds like something familiar rather than yeah. hit you with a massive bioweapon that say w- wipes out, you know, 80% of the population. Or even 20%, dude. If, imagine if 10%, 5% of the world population around the world just died all at once. People would notice. Oh, yeah. But they, the, the key here is fingerprintless, right? They, they, yeah, of nobody course. can know who did it. That's like they're telling you, right? That's why you know this can't get out because, yeah, that's just that's asinine. Wow. Um, this is yeah, this is this whole Venezuela thing, Venezuela equine encephalitis. It's another disease they want to pass. And they're saying it's got a short incubation and a relatively long recovery. Um, but this, what I found interesting here was operation white coat. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. It's a, it, it was basically a operation to test on humans, um, back in the, it started in the mid fifties and went to the early seventies down at Fort Detrick, which we've heard oh, Fort in Maryland. Dietrich. Yeah. We've heard Fort Detrick before with rumors of the Wu flu. Um, and, and, uh, so what happened was is, and here's the part that I found the most interesting, what they had were, um, actually, let me pull it up here. Let me share it with you. Well, Fort Detrick was also part of, uh, MK ultra studies, right? Actually, uh, yeah, let me just, uh, I'm going to just so I get it right. Okay. So it was full of conscientious objectors. Um, okay. oh shit, wrong one. Uh, conscientious objectors, which are people who, uh, won't go into the military because they don't believe in killing people. You know, it's against their religious beliefs to kill people. So they can't go yeah. in the army. So they took these people and used them as guinea pigs saying, that they knew what they were signed up for. And most of them were seventh day Adventists, mm. which, it, you know, I found it, I, it almost seems like a kind of a, uh, uh, a Tuskegee feel to it where they just tested these yeah. people, told them they were going to go through some experiments, but didn't tell them really what was going to be done to them. It's a good point, dude. Yeah. But instead of skin color, it's just religion. It's yeah, it was just on. Yeah, it was just thing. a religious thing or they didn't want to kill people. So, yeah, it was that was an interesting thing, that Operation White Coat. But yeah, I'd never uh, heard of that, dude. And I love looking into all the different operations and projects and all these things. Yeah, it wasn't that glorious, but I, I, I thought that was pretty interesting, uh, you know, just to see that they and then they canceled the program. And then, of course, they picked it back up again under a different name and all that stuff. But when you Matt, you saw that thing that I sent you to that dot gov website where it literally is saying that, yes, what's going on right now is actually a experiment. It's a double blind study where we have we're trying to figure out the right dosage of this mRNA, but we don't want to mess around with the with the animals because we don't have the time to do it. We already need population to go down. Yep. Uh, I'll post that that link too, uh, in relation with this with this episode, because, dude. It proves it proves it to anyone that trusts daddy government. It proves that they are doing a giant experiment and it's not for the economy. It's not for any good reason. It's just to see what the proper dosage of this mRNA technology is, this genetic manipulation. So, yeah. Yeah. And let's we'll wrap it up on this one. This one's a good break before uh, before part two. But this is the frontiers 
of the bio on the battlefield that they see coming uh, forward in the future. So they see the, the important things for sustainment are food, water, energy, meds, computing, and clothing. Um, so what they're saying is by using these technologies, we'll be able to greatly reduce the logistics tail and enhance capabilities. Now, on the lethal side, how they can use it for lethality, they can, they can, make, uh, they can really enhance the capabilities of these weapons. They can increase the armor. Uh, they can increase concealment like you were talking about before with the living camo. Um, and then you have uh, sensors and FOF IDs, uh, bioweaponry, like, uh, you know, anti-personnel function and, and, and like computer viruses also is what they're, they're referencing here too, is uh, a, a attack on a, a biocomputer. And then you have the explosives, which, you know, nitrogen fixation they're looking to grow overnight all this stuff that you can you know rapidly grow explosives dude imagine that this yeah. is crazy like think of like a call of duty game with this kind of technology you know it's what like i mean like a little dynamite plant in your bed before you go to sleep you water it exactly in the morning you got a couple grenades hanging off it yeah i mean it's <laughs> it's just like you know it sounds goofy and funny but like dude this is a possibility yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could have like it's a lemon already tree real. that are grenade, that are explosive, explosive lemons. Yeah, dude. I mean, they're, well, yeah, if you put enough graphene in it, I'm sure that it would explode like upon contact or like getting getting in contact with fire. But dude, I'm sure, you know, this is what's crazy. This, this technology probably already exists. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Remember we said in the beginning, it's, we're usually 40 to 50 years behind what we see in the market versus what they actually yeah. have for technology. Well, yeah, dude, since we're wrapping up, you mind going to back to the second slide just to really pound home what this whole thing is about the second slide? Yep. Um, yep. This is this is the bots, Borgs and humans welcoming you to three years from now. And so, notice who's last. The humans, right? Yeah, no shit. The bots and the Borgs welcome you first and then the humans welcome you. If there's enough space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah to 2025 guys and that's three years away right we're not we're not talking mm. about you know 2225 we're talking about 2025 so buckle up because the next three years you know i honestly i don't think it's going to last three years but their their plan goes to 2030 so they're not going to stop you're going to see push a lot of ai push whether it's in your cars your home your job your food it's it's all going in that direction it is, man. It sure is. But uh, yeah, like you said, hopefully people rise up and, and don't let it get to 2024. Even it shouldn't get to 2023. Honestly, if everyone thought the same way that like the audience does or like you and I do, not that we're something, you know, super spectacular. We're just normal. You know, I feel like the people that don't think that don't question things, they're wrong, dude. You know, you, you can't just float through life. It's way too important. You know what I mean? I don't even have kids, but people with kids that just float through life and don't question these things. It's a problem, man. It's a it's a serious problem. And I, I just hope that that people do realize, man, that this this can get ugly before 2025. And absolutely, it's going to after 2025. if We don't get on our shit. So, dude, thank you for inviting me to do this, man, because this is a really, really interesting topic. 
And I'm going to cram research that last, um, you know, 60 pages or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. um, Cause this is, this is something that we will definitely, uh, you know, do another episode on ASAP so that we can get this out. All right. So we're 54. All right. Let me just mark that. We're good. Yeah, dude. Perfect. Good. Good stuff. All right, man. Well, with that said, we'll have to get this part two recorded here and in the short future. But thanks, man. I appreciate hammering through this with me because I, I was looking at this and I've been I've been sitting on it for a couple of weeks now. And I'm like, man, I want to get this out before it's just irrelevant. And I'm like, who can I go? Because I can't do this by myself. I need somebody to bounce it with. And man, you're, you're perfect to, to go through this kind of stuff. This is right up your alley. And I love listening to it on your show. So I figure let, right, let's let's let worlds combine. Thanks, man. No, yeah, dude. You always find like incredible topics to get into. And, and it's funny because this is so different than the stuff that you typically cover. You cover old world. You cover hidden history. This is future stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's what's interesting, dude. So I think it's a cool change of pace for you too and um yeah man i i you know you, you threw this at me a couple days ago and i have been doing nothing but looking into it and now i have a couple more days to look into the last part of it and uh, i think that yeah the second part will be even better than this first part probably because it sounds like it's about to get hairy yeah it gets into more of the weapons the military side and how they're going to uh implement it on the military side so yeah this it'll be part two will be really interesting um cool and I, I look forward man let's get let's get it going hell yeah thanks again man all right brother thank you very much appreciate it have a good night cruelty and injustice intolerance and oppression and where once you had the freedom to object to think and speak as you saw fit you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and suggesting your submission. We need cameras. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others. They will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There were a myriad problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you, and in your panic you turned to the now High Chancellor Adam Sutler. He promised you order, he promised you peace, and all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent.